0: In Chicago, two comedian skeptics named Andy and Art were mysteriously abducted by the illusionary mastermind and conspiracy theorist known only as Mr. Mr. Bunker. Bunker. The following serves as a record of Bunker's attempt to convince non-believers of the truth about conspiracies and paranormal activity. Andy and Art give an uninterrupted presentation and verdict on the plausibility of these offbeat topics delivering what they call The The Whole whole Enchilada. Enchilada. Will Mr. Bunker convince these two skeptics any of this is real? Will it convince you?
1: Welcome to Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, ooh, 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 ladies, fellas. Sop up those. Sop up those seats.
2: It's your co-host, Eddie Hart. Hey everybody, what's <laughs> up? It's me, Andy Hart, <laughs> the sex machine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you've said they've call you the sex machine because you you have such an industrial way that you make love. Right? It's routine. It's the same. It's reliable. Yeah, I'm. There's no variation in it. Noxious fumes come out of me. <laughs> yeah, you pollute. As long you pollute a lot of radioactive of the room.
2: waste. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I do have a mechanical penis. That's true. There is a large key yeah. that must be inserted into my butthole and then turned <laughs> clockwise for me to get an erection.
1: Yeah. There's a logic control system on yeah. your shaft, your balls, everything. Right, right. You can program different, you know, whatever speeds and things you need. I have an outdated drive train,
2: so I may not thrust as well as I would have been considered to forty years ago. <laughs> right. But eventually, the
1: load will get delivered. You always do deliver your load. That's true. Mm-hmm. You are. I'm the postal. You are service. like a convoy. I'm the postal service okay. of coming. Sure. Well speaking of the postal service, um we have what some might be considered the you know the Ben Gibbard and Co of this podcast. The what? A reference I know you didn't get and I know you won't get. But someone out there got Ben it. Gibbard? Yeah. Um Is that well, the type of great ape.
3: We have to We are recording <laughs> we to- from such great heights over <laughs> That's here. That's right. All Thank
1: right. you Ian. <laughs> Ian recording from such great heights. We have to, much like your robotic penis, they're thrusted in on the first episode uh, of the year. Mechanical, mechanical, not robotic. Whatever.
2: It has no AI
1: component. <laughs> requires a human to operate. in here. It's the first episode of the year. We're knocking it off. The, the first episode of the year, 2023. The Hamiltons are here. Ian and Natalie, please welcome.
4: Yeah. Hi. Woo. Hi.
1: Woo. Hello, it's Hamiltons. Fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, as always, we invite you guys on uh, for the, the new year, the new episode of the new year. It's a bunker tradition. The tale as old as time.
3: Uh, except for one time where we were the second episode of the year. It's okay. I'm not mad about right. it.
2: It's a tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme, <gasps> the beauty That's right. and three beasts. Andy,
1: great segue because today we're talking a topic that I think is near and dear to the hearts and minds of many Many a bunk bunker. Uh, I, I say, Nary, would you find a bunk bunker who didn't have an experience with today's topic when they were a child or when they were an adult? Uh, there's a lot of Disney or a lot of adults. Wait, wait, what was that? Well, I let the cat. out I let the you let the mouse out of the bag. I let the mouse out of the bag. I, there's no cat characters.
5: There's a there's lot a of cat. Out there. There's the Aristocats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oliver
3: and Company. I I'm don't talking know that about the core
1: group, a... though. I guess you let Pluto out of the bag.
3: We're talking about That's Disney. We're talking about Disney. What they
1: don't tell you is
2: why Pluto was in the bag to begin with is that Mickey didn't feel like he could support another dog because Goofy's not able to get work because he's so incompetent and they were going to drown Pluto in the river. Do you think Goofy looks at Pluto as a lower life form?
1: They're both dogs.
2: I think so. Yeah. And I would like to know how they came up with Goofy. Like what did what made Goofy like why does Pluto exist? Right. Are we seeing evolution in real
3: time? I look down at Andy as a lower life for him, so
0: I don't similar.
3: Right. He's the Pluto to my Goofy. (laughs) Yeah. And that makes uh, Natalie Goofy's son. And what
2: does Goofy feel about the fact that Mickey has a pet who's also a dog?
5: (laughs) Yeah, that is like pretty. uh,
2: That'd be like if you went to somebody's house and they had a pet that was a human. Like, you'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Do they like, consent to
3: this? No. Oh, like a They ping-pig? don't have the ability to. If Mickey had to put down Pluto, would Goofy be like, hey, that's murder? Or he'd be like, yeah, it's just like another barn animal.
2: <laughs> well, I think importantly too, does Goofy believe in euthanasia? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Because like, maybe Goofy's just like, well, look,
6: yeah, I hope you I hope you pull the plug on me too, Mick. Jeez. <laughs> <Yuck. laughs> Max, don't let me live on life support. It's Do not, not, what not I assisted want. suicide is a natural right to all people. Max, Yuck. <laughs> Oregon has it right. Max, and Max is just like, uh, no one should have to live in a vegetative state if they don't want to. <laughs> Max, have you ever heard of Terry Schiavo? <laughs> I correspond with Doctor Kavarki regularly. Oh, I'm doing like a shock jock voice. <laughs>
3: wow, I
2: can, I can. I have correspondence with Hi. Dr. Kovorky in every
1: wake here on WDIS. Before this gets too off of the Disney monorail <laughs> tracks, we have to thank the Bonk Funker that sent this Absolutely. in. Sent in from a longtime bunk Funker, sent in some great episodes prior to this one. But this is from Darcy from Manchester. Manchester oh <laughs> in the north of
3: England. It's me, Darcy from Manchester.
5: Darcy from
3: Manchester? No, it's Darcy from Manchester.
6: Oh, it's my Darcy from
1: Manchester. Can't Hello, go wait to Darcy. see the Reds go beat the Blues.
6: <laughs> I don't know what's. up I love Red versus called. Blue. It's my Darcy favorite from website. Manchester, you say? <laughs> Thank you, Darcy. Now, Bugbrokes,
1: you might think we're being insensitive, but we're not. This is a little bit of Bunky magic because <sighs> behind the scenes here, Darcy has commented before on how awful our UK accents are. And they, but, but you know, Darcy might be wrong there. And the, and the last, the last episode that Darcy suggested requested that we do these horrible accents. we,
2: we tried really hard too. art. And I did, we spent minutes before we recorded literal minutes preparing Manchester accents. And we thought we were doing like, we knew it wasn't great. We thought it was okay. And Darcy absolutely roasted our asses. Yep. And told us how horrible they were, right? Rightfully it's so. All good and
1: good and fun. But thank you again to Darcy for thank this you, Darcy. wonderful topic. We're covering a lot of different ground in the Disney universe, as far as like you know, all sorts of Disney-related conspiracies. It's going to be a good time. And, um, and and
3: for this episode, didn't she request we all do goofy voices and discuss euthanasia? As <laughs> yes, well? Yeah, yes, that yes. was specifically
2: yes. Darcy requested that. <laughs> this yeah. entire podcast is scripted
1: um, and based on request, so but it's so like hell, TRL, it? but. Uh, you know, we kind of are the Carson Daly's of podcasting, right? Yeah.
3: Hey. Vapid,
2: no
1: expressions.
3: And hey, that's my wife you're talking about. <laughs>
2: Carson Daly. <laughs> when did you get married to Carson Daly?
3: Uh, it was before he got that late show, but it was still after TRL. Um, yeah. Um, But of course, obviously,
1: if if you want to check out the, the Disney episode, get right to when the research begins. You can, of course, look in the show notes time to timestamp to skip right ahead. But first, you know, I think I think us this is a new year, new us, new things, you know, Andy, we all have different resolutions. Hamilton's. I think you guys have some new resolutions, me personally. um, you know, I've been I've been going on a lot of different um sites, you know, commenting things about you know ho oh, okay hey as a man i agree with this i think this is a good idea i like to put oh. that comment out there oh
3: no um That's, all
1: right. you know i've been going on different songs and saying like whoa this is so underrated on a song that has like 14 million views i'm just like really getting into like youtube commenting um <laughs> and just saying you know like different stories about things like hey this is when music was good just commenting that on different tracks wow. like this I was listening I saw Darkest that I saw your timeline. comment on Despacito, right, where you said this is when music was good. this is when music was good. <laughs> modern music doesn't know anything
3: that's right. kind of you mean. were like, um, have Ben Gibbert you know get uh leave his current band and go back to postal service
1: right, right, yeah, I mean um you know i I don't want to see any more death cab for cutie reunions or anything else he's doing nowadays. um definitely needs to get back to doing more postal service, but um. I think besides all those resolutions, guys, there's there's something we have to clear
5: the air on. Is that right? <gasps> D- drama already well, in 2023. Uh, wait, you
3: can smell Natalie's fart from all the way over there. Well, <laughs> yes. I made a
5: great curry, and there's a ton of broccoli and cauliflower. Right. It. And when I tell you that I have been stinking up the place,
2: Natalie's Natalie's famous uh, spicy broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprout curry. Ooh, it's so
1: good.
5: Ooh, it is so dirt brown looking.
3: (sighs) I married her for the farts.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You Hamiltons are very farty. I will say that. You guys are big on your farts. We're tootie. You live live a very Shrek lifestyle. I don't know how much I agree with it, but you do live it and it's fine. right? It's mass swamp.
3: There's an ogre with a beautiful princess.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Who is also an ogre.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I am a beautiful princess. Thank you.
5: Do you, guys, you have a uh, best believe, friend who's a donkey? Do you guys believe in the lore that- The uh, Lord? Sh- yes,
2: I do. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Natalie.
5: Bless us all. Praise uh, him. Do you guys believe in the lore that Shrek came up with his name as soon as Donkey asked him because no one had ever bothered to ask Shrek his name? So when Donkey's like, hey, what's your name? He goes, uh, Shrek. And it's because he just came up with it. Wow!
1: No, because I think other characters line. refer to him as Shrek. Mm. Before that, though, I don't know. I guess Shrek I... doesn't really interact with people.
5: Well, that's a DreamWorks movie anyway, so like we can't even really talk about.
1: We it. should not be talking about it.
5: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to I even think bring
1: that, you, that out. You need to you hash, hash out on Shrek. the air is the conspiracy from last year that Ian and potentially also as an accomplice Natalie. I don't know. <gasps> I guess we'll cla- We'll we'll see. That you guys rigged the voting for the best of at the end of the year so that your episodes would be in the top.
3: Wow. Well, I think if the last year or two has taught us anything, it's that rigging an election is really easy. Uh <laughs> and there's uh a lot of ways to obscure how you did it. So okay. whether mm-hmm. I did so it, so you're or admitting not-
1: to this live on the air that you did, and then <laughs> no. Andy and no. I are going to beat you up. We're gonna I'm gonna do some Akita moves on you. Andy's hey. going to put his big body up on you, right? Oh, hey, He's put that big body up on you. He's going to be grinding up on you. I'm going to be working you.
5: <laughs>
4: All right. We're um, from Chicago. We're it's called you jukin. back and
1: forth with a moves. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be sweaty. You're going to be calling out for more. You're going to be screaming our names. And he's going to be working you, man. I'm, I'm going to be, be working
4: you.
2: I'm going to drop it down and work it. Like, yeah. I'm going to get my big body on you. And gonna I'm just going to. I'm going to get to the grind. I mean, that's the only thing that we can do is here. We're going to beat you
1: up. We're going to hurt you, man, real good. Yeah.
5: It sounds like you're going to, like, break dance fight us or, like, crump on us. Are you trying to crump on my husband?
1: No,
2: no. These are Akita moves. This is all
1: in the Akita handbook. This is Akita.
5: What moves. is Akita? That's a dot. It's, it's an it?
1: ancient martial arts. Yeah. Brought to me by Steven Seagal.
3: Whatever happened to the simple days of whether or not I was into baby kidnapping, huh? Are you still on baby kidnapping? We already know you support baby kidnapping. No, I never said I support baby kidnapping. I just said it's a complicated issue.
1: You
2: just said I support baby kidnapping.
3: Those words came out
2: of your mouth.
1: We have the clip. In fact, we're going to roll it back right now. Here's Ian Hamilton
3: saying he supports baby kidnapping. I love baby kidnapping. Hey, that was just... Bits of me talking throughout the years that you taped together to make it sound like I said I love baby kidnapping. Shit,
7: I just said it.
2: Yeah, exactly. You keep saying it over and over and over again. Just like you keep saying that you rigged the 2022 bunk election. <laughs> bunk election. We well, tried to bunk the vote and you shat all over it. We threatened people with death if they didn't vote. And it turned out that you were pulling the levers all allegedly. along. Allegedly. Actually, I think
3: you threatened people with death. They were not credible threats. Tried to cover that up. They weren't credible threats, Ian. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody
1: died related to bunk the vote.
6: Wink. (laughs) I never
1: illegally got a gun. Wink. Clearly, we're at odds here with Ian. Natalie, I think it's time for you to... Choose sides. Potentially choose a side between your lover, your husband, the person you said, till death do us part... And I am Two
4: supposed
5: guys to you were stand friends by with him. back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, the power of improv, sketch comedy, and uh, I would say avant garde theater. Wow. Versus... You would
6: say that? Can yeah, I would that say writing? that we
5: did avant garde theater together. Me? <laughs> no, not you. God, no, not you. <laughs> Me, Art, and Andy all oh, did. Oh, like,
3: so when you say avant-garde, you were all, like, nude, neighing like horses, prancing through poorly painted fields on stage together?
2: No, we had fan boats made of cardboard. I
3: was just gonna
5: say. Some of us had to eat meatballs over and over again, night after yeah. night, and we were happy. Um, But the loyalty that comes with doing avant-garde theater Versus the loyalty that's baked into a marriage.
3: Yeah, I'm fine with it.
5: Ooh.
3: I think by
2: avant-garde Natalie just means unsuccessful, unpopular.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think she means that you performed regularly at two theaters that no longer exist. Right, <laughs>
5: <laughs> Right. We, we shut that shit down.
2: We were regular... We were regular performers at theaters that have n- do not exist anymore.
3: Right. Specifically, they were not successful enough. Therefore, because of the performances and the lack of the ticket sales, I guess one did burn down, but we can blame Andy for that. Well, he was. Smoking I did a lot start of cigarettes the fire.
1: back then. I did start the fire. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, Billy Joel. We,
5: <laughs> we performed in the ether. Um, you know what? I it's so hard for me to pick sides because I guess I'm just like a little frankly disappointed that, Whoa. like the episode that I worked my ass off on wow. didn't even make it in the honorable mentions.
2: Natalie, Whoa. you had several episodes last year that could have easily been top five,
5: yeah, but I think it's because, uh, you know, people don't like to see a woman in power.
3: Mm. It's true. It's very offensive. That's no conspiracy. That's just true. Uh, (laughs) I do think there is a real reason why uh, people voted for Dutch, lost Dutch girls in Panama. And it's because it is a legitimate conspiracy. Like, I have followed that case now. Trying to, you know, keep up with updates on trying to hide what's the going on. Right. Well Yeah, Ian wears there's Panama hats
5: now and cargo shorts and pith helmets. And right. Stuff
3: I'm like always that. going to the jungles of Panama. I'm always yeah, bringing my shovel. Now. He's
2: he's been calling himself Panama
1: Ian for a while.
5: <laughs> Panamanian? <laughs> yeah, Why you know what? Here's that. the thing.
1: I will I do want to beat up Ian with my Akita moves and work his work his bot up and down the mat. Ooh, um, tell me about it. But I will say, Ian, out of all of us here, can pull off the Panama look better than anyone. That's true. Yeah, there is. And if you show up wearing, I will still work you. I'll work that. I'll work those clothes right off your bod, dude. Ooh,
3: and tell he'll me get about up on
1: you. He'll grind up on you. You'll be hurting. You'll be screaming for more. More water. More air. I don't know.
4: Yeah, Steven Seagal. Oil. <laughs>
2: This is gonna be. This is gonna be. We're gonna be hot. We're gonna be sweaty. We're gonna be grinding up on you. We're gonna be jerking you around. <laughs> we're gonna be jerking gonna, you around. Jerking it's gonna you look around.
4: like a
5: Christina Aguilera music video. After we're gonna <laughs> be, you're done, we're gonna
2: be slamming that body.
5: Yeah.
1: So you just better watch out, Ian. Uh because when I perform Akita, I dress up a lot like Britney Spears in the Toxic uh, music video.
6: <laughs> yeah, bejeweled it's like a silver the bejeweled
1: sequin suit. And I do dress like
2: Tina all the time. Well,
5: yeah, assless chaps that say dirty.
2: Right, I'm not allowed to, to wear ass to chaps.
5: <laughs> no, God, no. Well, it's too much no, mess
2: to clean up. There's no chap that will fit your ass. So <laughs> right, you have these are to regular chaps that I've, that I've worn out. That's
1: one thing you can say. You can say a lot of things about Andy, but one thing you can say is that he's got an ass that just can't be chapped. Right.
2: <laughs> no matter how you try, Ian, you're going to try and
3: chap my ass, I know, but I'm just going to oh. work that body. I'm gonna just rub denim against it till it's red and raw.
5: That's how you get raw denim.
3: I'm gonna turn your key <laughs> clockwise, Andy. Oh. Call back. Ian's gonna initiate my penis sequence.
4: <laughs> well, Initiating.
3: There's a lot of, five, a lot of tension four. here. There's
1: a lot of controversy. There's um There's a lot of
3: threats of bodily harm. There's dancing, there's kidnapping, there's having sex with each other. What what don't we have right now?
1: It's it's almost as if, you know, this this really this is turning into something that's almost very anti-Disney, right? You know, this is not clean cut. This is the dirty underbelly of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast. Yeah, yeah normally a very is, family-friendly show.
5: This is total Looney Tunes energy right now.
1: This is total Looney Tunes energy, which is not Disney. And I don't know. I mean, I think for the sake of the bunk funkers, we might have to put Qui Gons aside and pump out this script in a family friendly, clean and sterilized manner.
5: Unchapped. Would you unchapped. say that if uh since Disney now owns Star Wars, would you say that we can let Qui Gons be Qui Gons?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
5: God damn Ian, it. shake my hand right now.
1: Kudos. Uh, don't, touch to don't touch me. Points to Natalie.
5: I'm
3: leaving. <laughs>
1: Natalie plus one. <laughs> Natalie plus one. Yeah, honestly, if my lover Yaddle can be here, um, that would be great. I love that Yaddle, the hottest Star Wars character. Um, Yaddle, and my beautiful Yaddle. Um,
4: <laughs> Andy's gonna get
5: a mail order JJ Binks in the mail.
3: Oh, beautiful Yaddle! Oh, Yaddle! Now that that's, Disney allows, that's where I buy my. For... That's
2: where I buy my all my suits is. Uh, Jar J- Jar J Binks,
3: <laughs> J J Binks, <laughs>
1: uh, Joseph A Binks. Um, yeah, I think Joseph we are going to have to let Qui Gon's be Qui Gon's, Natalie. That's right, and we will just have to pump out this script for the Bunk Funkers, get through it, grit our teeth, and just
5: take it. Just take it
1: hard. and you want Darcy?
4: This is what want, Darcy, <laughs> yeah, Darcy would have wanted. This
1: is what Darcy would have wanted.
5: It's a bit dark in it. It's a bit, it's a bit, tough, bit absurd.
1: But, um, so, without further ado, here we we I think we have to get into it. Here, this is Disney conspiracies, a whole smorgasbord, a whole
6: smorgasbord, Mickey's,
1: a whole Mickey's Fun House. What was it? Was it Mickey's Fun House? House of Mouse. House of Mouse. That's right. Thank you, Natalie. God, thank God. <laughs> uh, house of Mouse Fun Variety Hour on Disney. Disney conspiracies here on Mr. Bugger's Conspiracy Time Pockets. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E
2: Mickey Mouse.
3: All right, Art, Andy, that. Gather round! I don't want us to get separated in the park.
2: Um, Art, are you
6: okay?
5: Oh my god, he's freaking out! Ian, quick, put your wallet in his mouth.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Sorry,
1: guys. I inhaled some of the powdered sugar from my Mickey beignets. I got
3: a little tickle in my throat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Art! Get your fucking shit together! Hey, this is a Disney Park, Andy. No swearing. In fact, nothing above a PG rating, y'all.
5: What about Pirates of the Caribbean?
6: Or
2: Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. At World's End? On Stranger Tides? Saving Mr. Banks? You know, at Cedar Point Amusement Park in Sandusky, Ohio, they let us say whatever the damn hell fuck we want from our shitty little bitch
3: mouths. Just don't say fuck and shit around here. Say, I don't know. Flubber or Simba instead. Now let's go on a ride. What do you say, little buddies? The map says we're currently in conspiracy land. All right, well, how about this
1: one? Mr. Bunker's Wild Ride? Seems perfectly safe and inconspicuous.
5: Uh, I was thinking we could ride Disney's underground magical monorail of informative wonderment. There's no weight limit on that one.
1: <laughs> I'm in.
2: Let me just grab a quick picture with Winnie the Pooh and we'll be on our way. Andy, that's not Winnie the Pooh. That's Michael Eisner. Oh, yuck. Never mind. Let's just get in line.
5: Well, hi there, guests. Welcome to Disney's Underground Magical Monorail of Informative Wonderment. Can I scan your wristbands, please?
6: Here you go. Holy Simba. Enjoy your ride. What the flubber is going on here? Some sort of mind control?
7: (laughs) Not quite, but close. Art, Andy, Ian and Natalie, welcome to Disney's underground magical monorail of informative wonderment. I'm Chip and I'm Dale. You're about to embark on a journey through the exciting world of Disney's seedy underbelly. Oops, did I say seedy underbelly? I meant something else entirely. While you wait in line, please enjoy some infographics on the man himself, Walt Disney, and the theme parks he loved so dear.
3: Mmm, you smell that? Smells like cookies baking. Yeah, I smell cookies too. Uh
5: Uh-oh, you guys, I think it's happening. I think these are mind control tactics setting in. Disney's been utilizing these for years. What you're smelling isn't really cookies baking. It's called a smellitzer. Oddly named after the howitzer gun, these are powerful fans with a scent attached to them that are strategically and discreetly placed throughout Disney theme parks, spreading appropriate scents in different places.
7: Wow, Natalie! How astute! Please shut up!
1: Oh, so that's how they get you to smell salty sea air in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride or, you know, musty breezes at the Haunted Mansion. Well, since we're in conspiracy land, how come we don't smell an open-faced
3: toilet? Because they're trying to fully envelop us within the environment, Andy, not turn us on. Actually, the Smellitzer is just one of the mind-control tactics implemented by Disney theme parks on a regular basis. For example... Imagineers, the creative engine behind all things Disney, used forced perspectives in building structures to make their theme parks seem entirely in their own world, both gigantic and intimate at the same time, much like my cock. And every minute detail is controlled and manipulated to accommodate their guests. Unlike your cock.
7: (laughs) (laughs) All right, smart guy. Who even knows what forced perspective is anyway? Uh,
2: isn't forced perspective an optical illusion that makes objects appear smaller, closer, larger, or farther away than they actually are? Like when people take pictures of themselves holding up the
3: leaning tower of Pisa?
7: Okay, move along, you're holding up the line. Yeah, Andy,
3: you're right. In Disney theme parks, Imagineers use forced perspective to make Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty's castles seem vast and far away. When in fact, they're within walking distance and only 77 feet tall. Cleverly. Each tower and turret on the castle becomes smaller with tinier windows to give the optical illusion of advanced height. I heard that Walt Disney invented two paint
2: colors, go-away green and no see gray as another subconscious mind control tactic. These paint colors are used throughout the parks to conceal places that management doesn't want folks lurking in. These gray-green-blah colors are engineered so that people will overlook anything painted these shades and keep their attention focused on the main attractions. They also use these colors in an effort to keep guests' eyes averted from anything that could be viewed as unsightly or unpleasant, like a garbage can, fence posts, or Euro Disney.
7: Okay, that's enough of that. Let's all just keep our eyes and thoughts focused away from mind control and straight ahead of us as we wait in line for this magical monorail ride. Who loves Mickey Mouse? Yes, you do!
4: Hmm. Uh,
1: This infographic on the wall says that Walt Disney died on December 15th, 1966 and was uh, cremated. Wait a minute. Uh, I thought he was cryogenically frozen so that he could be reanimated in the future.
5: I think it's just his head that's frozen. Apparently, it's buried beneath a statue of Walt Disney holding hands with Mickey Mouse at Disneyland. Or is it the Pirates of the Caribbean ride?
7: One, allow us to set the record straight.
3: Why are these chipmunk voiceovers so interested and involved in our private conversation?
7: Because the mouse is always listening, always watching. Listen, was Walt Disney reportedly interested in cryonics? Yes, of course, because who isn't? Well, this rumor started in 1969 after being printed in an E.C. Perry article and continued when in 1972... Bob Nelson, the president of the California Cryonic Society, told the LA Times that, quote, Walt Disney wanted to be frozen, end quote. Ultimately, he was cremated, and perhaps if he'd written down his wishes to be frozen, then he might have been. But he didn't, so he wasn't. Coupled with Walt's fascination with the future and technology, this urban legend caught wind because Disney fans can't bear to think that Walt Disney would ever really be able to leave his beloved Disneyland. Or this earthly realm, perhaps?
1: Uh, wait, little chipmunk, are you hinting at the conspiracy that the ghost of Walt Disney haunts Disneyland? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, in case you weren't aware, actually, the facades of the shops and eateries along Main Street, USA, and other thoroughfares throughout the Disney theme parks often conceal quote-unquote hidden in plain sight places sometimes referred to as an above-ground hidden city or backstage. Uh, Oftentimes, the spaces above these shops are used for storage of, you know, precious Disney merch. Um, Otherwise, they hide away spare costumes, you know, security offices, management centers, dressing rooms, break rooms, medical centers, even a pharmacy. Back in the day, Walt Disney used to have an apartment above the fire station in Disneyland with windows overlooking Main Street. USA whenever he was at the park Walt lit a lamp in his window it's a subtle nod to everyone that he was home and watching
5: legend has it after Walt's passing a cast member that's what they call the workers at Disney went up to his apartment to clean and noticed Walt's window lamp was on she turned off the lamp left the apartment and headed out to Main Street USA where she looked up and noticed the lamp in the window above the fire station was lit Swearing she turned it off, she went back up to his apartment, turned the lamp off, and exited again, only to discover the lamp had turned itself back on again. Cast members and guests alike believe this is the ghost of Walt Disney, who still visits his fire station apartment to look out over his happy guests. And as an homage to him, Disneyland leaves the lamp in the window lit.
3: If he was a ghost, couldn't he just float above them? Why did he have to hang out in his apartment? On second thought, as someone who has several comfy couches, I can attest to not wanting to be near anyone and holing up in my apartment where I can snugly and smugly look down upon people. Hey, we're finally next in line.
2: Now we can say goodbye to those chipmunk voiceovers and enjoy a relaxing underground magical monorail ride, one that is both informative. And full of wonderment. (laughs) Oh
1: man, Andy, you sound like you've been mind controlled by Disney. And I hope we get to learn more about George Lucas.
3: Oh yeah, he's flubbered. Good afternoon, riders. You're about to venture into Disney's underground magical monorail of informative wonderment. Please make your way into the vehicles four at a time. Please keep all hands, feet, and ears inside of the vehicle at all times. No flashing, no photography, and no flash photography. As always, have a magical day at the happiest place below Earth.
1: Where are we? It's a dimly lit and we're in a slow moving vehicle surrounded by water, sort of like a tunnel of love attraction, or it's a small world, if you can imagine.
5: Uh, thanks for the description. Hmm. (laughs) That skeleton is holding a little sign that says we're cruising along an aquifer in a cave 20 feet below Earth.
6: Skeleton? Eek!
5: I don't think it's a real skeleton, Andy. Or is it?
3: That other skeleton is holding a sign that says, tell them about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Well, or Caribbean. (laughs) That's the real conspiracy. (laughs) Well, okay. Back in 1967, when Disneyland first debuted the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, the Imagineers used fake bones to showcase spooky skeletons within the attraction. The problem was the fake skeletons looked just too fake. And an Imagineer with friends at UCLA Medical Center procured real skeletons to add to the attraction. You know, for haunted pirate authenticity. As time went on, the real bones started to deteriorate and were replaced with genuine looking artificial ones. Rumor has it the only real human bones that remain is a skull embedded in the headboard of a bed frame within the Captain's Quarters treasure room.
5: I've also heard the tale of George's ghost. George was a welder who helped construct the Pirates of the Caribbean ride before the opening of the park. He was accidentally killed while working on the job, and his spirit still haunts the attraction. To this day, cast members wish George a good morning and a good night. Otherwise, his ghost will cause the ride to malfunction throughout the day.
1: Uh, Hey, you don't don't think the bones are the skeletons of children that, that went missing in one of the Disney theme parks? do you guys what children well if I remember correctly in 1989 the Orlando Sentinel put out an article titled here's a fantasy Disney hates fib about park kidnapping grows like Pinocchio's nose the author I mean it was was a very newsy kind of headline he's screaming (laughs) to be read hey they didn't even say extra extra though
5: so (laughs) actually read all about it
1: Disney parks hate this one simple trick (laughs) The author recounts a rumor that they heard about a child who was visiting Disney World in Orlando, Florida. The child was snatched, dragged to a restroom, and had their head shaved by the kidnapper. Then the child was drugged and carried out of the park. But thanks to the incredibly sophisticated camera system throughout the park, the child was discovered by their parents and saved. Apparently, Disney tried to cover up the whole incident to keep their squeaky clean, family friendly image pristine.
4: Oh,
5: that story. I heard that a kid was taken from his stroller while his mom wasn't looking, and hours later, the mom discovers a lady holding the same baby blanket she had with a bundled-up child who happens to be wearing the same shoes as her kid. When the mom accuses the lady of kidnapping, she uncovers the baby only to find that it's him, but the kidnappers drugged him, cut his hair, and dyed it red. Apparently, Disney tried to cover this up, too.
3: Well, I heard that a Swiss bank executive's kids were kidnapped at Disney World, Supposedly, his young daughter wandered off into the crowd, and when two men offered to help find her, they managed to take off with his 10-year-old son, too. It was said to have been confirmed in a bulletin from Interpol, but was conveniently lost. So there is no true confirmation if this happened or not. Disney obviously tried to cover it up.
2: No, no, no. None of this happened. You think anyone wants a bald kid or a red-haired kid? (laughs) No. And a couple of Swiss kids won't get you diddly-squat on the dark web. Jeez, you guys better shut up, because if you keep talking like that, one of the Disney gangs will beat you up. Or worse, you'll end up in Disney jail.
3: Disney gangs? What are they going to do? Whimsy me to death? Huh? Curb-stomp me with cute animation and pistol whip me with memorable songs.
2: Disney gangs for your information are actual social clubs. And there's over 200 active social clubs that frequent the Disney parks, sometimes nationally and even internationally. You can see some of them. The next time you visit one of the parks, most have matching denim vests with customized large back patches, dedicating themselves as an elite member of a special group of people who all love Disney some real Disney social clubs are the Neverlanders, the Main Street Elite, Oogie Boogie's Dice Rollers, Disneyland's Rugabillies, Mickey's Misfits, Jessica Rabbit's Gentleman's Club, Scar's Army, Sid's Toys, and Walt's Most Wanted. Your, your voice went up on Jessica Rabbit's Gentleman's <laughs> Club. You got yeah, a excited. Yeah, oh, oh, I wish I God. could be a member of that one. Yeah, did you turn oh, your man. key when that happened? Oh, man. Yeah, my key's getting cranked right now. Oh, i thinking about Jessica Rabbit. We're all
3: in a
5: boat monorail thing together. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh. Jessica Rabbit. Splish, oh, splash. Right.
3: That's not water.
1: All righty. Okay. Well, hey, listen. Let's divert our eyes from Andy, whatever he's doing with his hands. <laughs> There's an animatronic Scrooge. There's an... <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> There's an animatronic Scrooge. Ow-ga! Scrooge McDuck jumping into a pile of coins over there. And, oh, look. The coins are going everywhere and spelling out the question, so what makes them a gang? Are they violent? I don't like the sound of those matching denim vests.
2: Good question, coins. No, these coins gangs always have like great questions. Coins ask the darndest things. Oh, they really do. No, these gangs aren't like the bang bang gangs, the gang bangers <laughs> you'll see in today's movies. Today's awful, violent cinema. I have no stomach for it. <laughs> Instead, these large smatterings of Disney fans pride themselves on having similar interests and personalities, and they gather at the Disney parks, which they see as a second home. These folks are friendly, chatting up cast members, even informing security personnel of any rule-breaking or rowdiness they witness. Almost all of them enjoy the looks and stares they garner from people as they move in their denim-vested droves throughout the park. Most are annual pass holders, and most have such a deep love for Disney, they go so far as to get... Disney-themed tattoos on their bodies. A permanent devotion.
5: Oh, God. Do you guys see that? There's a bunch of creepy dolls from several different countries singing, Disney jail is a real thing. Disney jail is a real thing. Disney jail is a real thing. Disney jail is a thing." thing. Well. I guess if you're a guest who's rowdy enough to make a literal gang say something to security, they've got to put you somewhere far away from everyone. Some people say that Disney Jail is literally a jail cell with real bars that is hidden away from behind Main Street USA. Apparently, Goofy dresses as a prison guard and watches you while you wait out your sentencing. And they make you write an apology letter to Mickey
6: Mouse. There's... (laughs) Are you laughing at Goofy? Put on this hood. (laughs) Yup, we're gonna strip you naked and take photos of you. (laughs) Yup, yup. not bring your cavity (laughs) search. Yup.
3: And Pluto will eat the flesh off of your leg if you don't talk. Foreign prisoners have no
6: rights in (laughs) Desilad. Sorry, but your sentence is execution. (laughs) What do you want your last meal to be? One hot dog? That'll be $45.
5: <laughs> I can't imagine Goofy dressing as a prison guard like some costumer has to make a prison outfit for Goofy.
3: <laughs> Bad man walking. <laughs> Yuck. Have you ever seen that YouTube video where it's Goofy? It's like, I've killed and I'll kill again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good amazing. one.
5: Oh, my God. Uh, Well, apparently they make you write an apology letter to Mickey Mouse, and there's rumor that they play the soundtrack to The Lion King really loudly. But some say they just play It's a Small World over and over again to drive the arrested further into madness. Others say that Disney Jail is located in a super long white hallway in the underground tunnels.
3: Oh, oh, I call talking about the tunnels. That's what I want to talk about. Nobody else talk about it. Back off. Ian, I was going to talk about the tunnels. Shit. We'll
2: talk. We'll all talk about the tunnels, and I'm sure we'll mention how they have an entire underground system for their garbage, and they suck the garbage from the garbage cans down into the depths of the earth, whisking it away from guests before it can offend anyone.
1: Wait, whoa. Is that true, Andy? Yeah, Art.
2: So don't get too close to the garbage cans up there or they'll suck you off. Whoa.
3: That sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, I'll take, I'll have what he's dumping. Yeah, that sounds like you're going to be dumping some loads in there pretty soon. (laughs) So these tunnels. (laughs) Disney World has an intricate system of underground tunnels called utilidors. Utility corridors. Oh, how clever. Uh, Almost as clever as Imagineers. These utility doors are used by Disney Park personnel, vendors, cast members, and characters as a way to swiftly and easily travel across the park while avoiding crowds and shielding them from causing a stir. But these tunnels have always had a sinister element to them. What could be lurking beneath the Magic Kingdom in Disney's basement? Perhaps it's a secret entrance to the secret society within Disney's walls. Club 33. Mm, And they don't serve a Club Sandwich 33. It's unfortunate. Mm. Missed opportunity. Mm.
4: (laughs) Look up
2: ahead. There's a puppet of Remy the Rat from Ratatouille helping his helpless human chef friend make a simple sandwich. Mm. Club 33 better make a good Club Sandwich because this is one of the most exclusive clubs around. Club 33 is a private dining club and VIP lounge located in Disneyland right next to Walt Disney's apartment. At the time it was built in 1967, it was the only place that served alcohol in the theme park. The entrance to the exclusive lounge was originally at 33 Royal Street, hence the name, and painted no seam gray so as to deter any quote-unquote average
1: guests from snooping or noticing it at all. There's a couple of other meanings behind that 33, though. 1933 is when prohibition was lifted in America. So some people think it's a nod to that. Some folks think that the 3s are representative of Mickey and Minnie Mouse's ears, uh, as well as the Illuminati. Ooh, ooh gosh. Gosh. Oh. I just think I just symboled in my
3: pants. I just symboled my pants thinking about the Illuminati. Gosh. Freemason, huh? <laughs> I thought, well, oh wait, I've nope, not done yet. Other hell, people man. believe it's a, now. I'm not done talking about 33, Edians. Please, I need wait to wait say your footage. flubbing turn.
1: Wait your flubbing turn. I'm not done talking Simba about this 33 thing. Ian, shut the flub up for a
6: minute shut while that Shut the art flub finishes. up,
1: Ian. Other people believe it's a nod to the 33 degree of Freemasonry. It's been said that Walt Disney has had ties to the Freemasons since his youth, he was a member of the fraternal organization De Molay Demole, mole, mole. <laughs> Is that a mole? Like a mole. Oh, sorry. Groovy, baby. Groovy, baby. You might make you Randy, baby. Demole International. Is that how it's pronounced? Demole? Yeah. Yeah. There's also references to the Freemasons throughout the theme parks with symbols and
3: names depicted in props, settings. <clears throat> Freemason, huh? I thought Walt Disney was a not... Not so fast there, buddy.
5: Yeah, I heard he was a big... Nice
1: guy. He was a real nice guy. Well, I mean, Andy, wasn't he kind of anti...
2: Social guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, in private, he was pretty shy and insecure. But he adopted a real warm, outgoing public persona. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Real anti-social guy.
5: Sure, Andy. Anyway, Club 33 is exclusive to members with a big, fat wallet since an initial membership fee will set you back sixty dollars to $70,000 with $20,000 in annual fees. Lucky for us all, the membership is now based on referrals by current members rather than decade or more long wait lists. And since we've all met and become friends with Hollywood royalty Chuck Yeager, I'm sure we'll be receiving our referral letters in the mail shortly.
3: Lord knows Randy Newman isn't going to do you guys any favors.
1: Yeah, Randy Newman can go find my Nemo for all I flub and care. Yeah, Randy Newman can mighty duck my black cauldron. Eat eat, Simba, Randy Newman.
2: Yeah, Randy Newman. You can flub yourself, brother.
3: <laughs> Jeez, guys. It's Randy Newman. Who cares? Oh, wow. Look, you see that? It's a Woody toy from Toy Story wearing a tiny <laughs> I love LA t-shirt being ripped apart by a Tarzan figure wearing a loincloth that says, I love
6: Phil Collins. <laughs> what is this ride? Ah, I'm loving it. Ba 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 Short Disney. people, am I right?
1: All this LA talk reminds me of a short-lived ride at a weird place in the time, in time in a Disney park. Let me set the stage for you, you all. Uh, the year was 2001. The place was Disney's brand new California Adventure theme park, and the ride was none other than Superstar Limo. Much like this very ride we're on right now, guys, Superstar Limo was a dark ride that winded in and out of different sections and scenery. The premise for Superstar Limo was the rider was made out to be Hollywood's hottest new celebrity.
6: Ooh, Ooh,
1: hottest new celebrity. Ooh,
6: that's hot. Ooh. Ooh, that's hot. And
1: driven in a limo through various Los Angeles County neighborhoods, peppering the scenery and dubbing the settings with inside jokes only Californians would understand. And featuring a handful of celebrities who didn't mind their image and likeness being used in latex. wink
5: Puppet form. Please tell us, who were some of these puppets?
1: Well, since you asked nicely, Natalie. Joan Rivers, Regis Feldman. Hi, it's my Regis Feldman. Welcome. Who has to be
6: a Billionaire? <laughs> Here on W S E X number one, Christian Rock Radio. Hollywood's
1: hottest couple of 2001. Ooh, baby. Melanie Griffith and Puss in Boots himself Antonio Banderas that's not Disney it's not
3: that's DreamWorks whoops Shrek Shrek
1: Puss in Boots 2 you can hottest say, movie of the year
5: you can say that it's the Flownays B Antonio Banderas
3: okay
1: oh he is the Flownays B yeah. Flones. thanks for helping me live with my cat Tim <laughs> Allen Jackie Chan Never mind. I <laughs> uh <Yeah. Cher>. share. <laughs> <Cher. laughs> share. Cindy Crawford, Pepsi Girl, Drew Carey, uh points don't matter, and the piece de resistance herself, Whoopi Goldberg. Hey, how about that Holocaust thing?
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ugh. But the entire concept was ruined. Originally, Michael Eisner wanted the whole point of the ride to be that the guests were celebrities on their way to a movie premiere, but had to evade paparazzi on the way, dipping and dodging their way through the ride from start uh, Los Angeles International Airport to finish Grauman's Chinese Theater. Michael Eisner promises to hand over a signed contract if you can make it without getting your picture snapped. Once the guests finally arrive at the theater, Eisner breaks the news that they were seen and the contract is void. The riders are let off the ride in a gift shop where they can purchase tabloid newspapers with their photos taken from the ride on the front. What's wrong
3: with that? What's wrong is according to episode 54 of Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Scientist podcast, on August 31st, 1997, Diana, princess of Wales, died in Paris from a car crash that was caused by the erratic behavior of paparazzi chasing her vehicle.
5: Or did she? Guess we'll have to go back and listen to that episode from April 2020 and see for ourselves, eh? I know Andy hasn't listened to it, so I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, because of Princess Diana's tragic and untimely death, the Imagineers really felt like they couldn't build a ride around paparazzi chasing a vehicle. That's in bad taste. They'll just stick to animated films and rides that portray various racial stereotypes. Thank you very much.
1: The Imagineers slowed the ride down, eliminated the whole paparazzi element, and made the entire attraction quote, probably the schlockiest attraction to the new park, quote, to quote New York Times writer James Sterngold, ooh, James, you just fucking, ugh, oops, sorry. Flubbing. Whoa. (laughs) Just flubbing. You just flubbing, you know, did them dirty. Uh, People hated it. Uh, I mean, I guess James was right. People hated it. And Superstar Limo closed down less than a year after its premiere, which is pretty wild to think about. Like, People hating something so much at a Disney park that they close it down. I guess the question, did princesses, uh, Did a princess's death prevent the success of a Disney ride? Was the attraction doomed from the start?
3: You know, an unforgettable ride that lived on for almost a decade scared the Simba out of children and adults alike at Disney World. If you look to your left, you'll see some soiled pants of various guests who experienced the Tomorrowland Extraction... I said extraction. Okay. I know why I said that. Uh, If you look to your left, you'll see some soiled pants of the various guests who experienced the Tomorrowland attraction, extraterrestrial alien encounter throughout the years. This ride was so scary. Parents frequently complained that their young children were too upset after the ride to enjoy the rest of the park. The entire experience is on YouTube if you want to see for yourself what freaked myself and my cousin Ross out when we were only five years old. That's (laughs) right. That's the same cousin that was also freaked out equally to me as when we saw Men in Black together in theaters. Ultimately, the ride shuttered in 2003 due to declining interest and negative experiences with the depiction of violence. But conspiracies surround the attraction have a far more bizarre and nefarious outlook on the ride and what caused its demise. Some people believe real-life alien abductees
2: were used to promote the attraction in 1995. A documentary released released by Disney called Alien Encounters aired on TV in five U.S. cities for one night only and included in-depth interviews with two mothers who believed their connection to alien abductions was affecting their children. It did not go over well, and Disney received several complaints about the bizarre and cryptic TV special. Something else that didn't go over well was Jeffrey Jones being a child molester, ultimately leading to the ride's demise. Jeffrey Jones played a lead role in the pre-show demonstration of extraterrestrial alien encounter as the Alien Corporation's chairman, uh, L.C. Clench, who (laughs) insists on being teleported to Earth. In 2002, Jeffrey Jones was arrested for... possession of child pornography the ride closed down in 2003 and as of 2023 jones is listed on the u.s department of justice national sex offender database
5: turns out no one really wants to be strapped into an alien encounter knowing that there's a nationally recognized sex offender in the area as well big turnoff.
1: hey look over there it's a big fuzzy cuddly looking depiction of two people hugging oh why it's It's former director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, and the man himself, Walt Disney.
5: How do they even know each other? Oh, Walt Disney hated communists a lot. So much so that he spoke with the House Un-American Activities Committee, or HUAC, in 1947, naming some of his own animators and artists as radical communists who were to be blacklisted. Disney claimed that their communist infiltration caused an animator strike at his studios in 1941. From that point on, the FBI considered Walt Disney a close contact of the special agent in charge. In
1: 1955, when Tomorrowland was set to open at Disneyland in California, Disney reached out to the FBI special agent in charge with a proposition. He wanted to depict uh, visions of the future of law enforcement in his theme park in uh, in a recorded meeting. And in a recorded meeting, Disney expressed hope that the FBI would be willing to, quote, prepare a a display or demonstration about uh, science is employed by the FBI in law enforcement through its laboratory and identification division. End quote. The meeting notes continue. Quote: Disney volunteered that the FBI is foremost in in this field and its operations are of great interest to all Americans and particularly so to the young people. Ah, uh, the young people? <laughs> uh, end quote. Per Disney himself, Disneyland was offered to the bureau for official matters and recreational purposes. End quote.
3: Giving the FBI a dedicated spot in Tomorrowland wasn't Disney's only idea. In 1956 and 57, he repeatedly approached the Los Angeles FBI office with an offer to devote an episode of the Mickey Mouse Club to the FBI with the objective to, quote, acquaint American children with various employment opportunities in numerous fields of American endeavors. Or, as Darcy would like to hear it read, quite American children with various employment opportunities in numerous fields of American endeavors. This idea was initially rejected, but eventually... Died. I don't think she does want to hear that. <laughs> hey, my Christian Bale from the movie about the magic is spot on. The idea was initially rejected, but eventually did air in January 1958. The bizarre and disturbing first script is included in Walt Disney's declassified FBI file. Some highlights include
5: Highlights. Thir-
3: Some highlights include 13-year-old Mickey Mouse Club reporter Dirk Medzger meeting J. Edgar Hoover, being fingerprinted, and witnessing agents shooting a fake babyface Nelson. After which Dirk utters the phrase: Take my advice. Never throw a haymaker at a G- man. You might end up like this. even sorry more she said is- he says, take my advice. never throw a haymaker at a G- man. You might end up like this. That's right, yeah.
2: D- Dirk was a North Englander. Yeah, he was. Uh, even more bizarre is that the original script by Disney featured 13 year old Dirk Metzger handling a gun. Here's my line reading of what Dirk was originally intended to say. I discovered there's a wad of detail required in searching the scene of a crime, and I felt pretty lucky that the new agents let me help. I did pretty good, too, if I do say so myself. (laughs) I was first to find a gun, a forty-five automatic. By now I knew how to handle one. (laughs) Thanks to Agent Bell back at the Wing range, the first thing I did was drop out the clip of ammunition, then check to see if the gun was safe. That's even more important than fingerprints.
5: Wow. Classic Disney feel-good family fun. Luckily for Dirk and all the agents, the FBI sent back several script revisions, including redlining Dirk holding a gun, stating, quote, the handling of a supposedly loaded weapon by a boy of Dirk's age is not considered appropriate, end quote.
3: Wait, so the FBI told Disney what a <laughs> child was doing was appropriate yeah, or not? Yeah, Wow.
5: That's some fine work there, boys. Oh, wow. I think their ride's about to end. But they didn't even take our picture. Bummer.
7: Oh, we've got plenty of footage of you. Don't worry. Audio and video recordings for our data files.
3: Thank you for riding the Disney Underground Magical Monorail of Informative Wonderment. Please exit the vehicle and take all your personal belongings with you.
5: Y'all have a magical day now, you hear? Come back soon.
3: Oh, it's so bright outside. Ah, the
6: powerful sun. It's so unforgiving. Ah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my
2: god, how long was that ride? Andy, put your shirt back on. Ah, <laughs> oh,
6: the sign. Stop it's-
1: turning the key! It's so powerful! Andy, we've been <laughs> underground talking about conspiracies for so long, literally, it feels like we've been doing it for
3: years now. I don't know about you guys, but I'm super hungry. All that theorizing has me wanting some lunch. Let's walk over to Pandora. The world of Avatar, and try those ocean moon bowls.
5: Better fill up on lunch now because it's going to be thirteen years till dinner, and I hear they're serving up a big sloppy platter of the whole enchilada.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast will be right back after this brief message. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story.
0: or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.
1: Hey, welcome back, Bugfuckers. That was our uh, research... Um, done beautifully, written beautifully by Natalie O'Hamilton. Oh. Words and music by Natalie Words Hamilton. Words and music by Natalie o. Hamilton. Uh shout out T Y And T-Y-S-M. Uh, Of Disney Conspiracies. Natalie, if you're listening, we know you are. Thank you so much.
5: What? What'd you say? Sorry, just uh
4: Whoa. Just
5: back in here. she
2: wasn't listening. Oops. Well, you catch it later when you listen to this back. I was uh um, giving
5: you guys an upper decker in your open face toilet. <laughs>
2: Well, you can't upper deck that which has already been upper decked,
5: Natalie. (laughs) Yeah, but I have to sit on top of there. You guys can just stand. I gotta...
2: Look, as far as I'm concerned, both decks of the toilet are open for business (laughs) 24-7.
3: Yeah. I'd even go in the basement.
2: At home, I like to let my family sit on my shoulders while they do the upper decker and I do the lower decker. (laughs)
6: Jesus (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: You shouldn't be
1: allowed in Disney World. (laughs) I'm not. Oh, you're not? At least Disney Euro.
7: <laughs> oh my God.
1: Let's talk about memories of Disney World. Oh my God. How many times have you been there? A lot.
7: Really? Natalie?
5: I've only been once, but I did also go on the Disney cruise.
1: Um, okay. No, no, not kind of cruise. Let's talk okay. just parks. Just parks. World or
3: land.
2: Now, for you beefers that don't know, Disney World is in Orlando, Florida. Disneyland is in Anaheim, California.
3: Right. I went to both land and world when I was very young and it's true. Me and my cousin were completely freaked out by alien encounter at Disney world when we were kids. And then I have been, I went back as a teenager and it had become a Lilo and stitch ride and it was not as terrifying.
2: Even more freaked out.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Because I was like a blue. What? Nothing has blue fur. I don't understand. Baba, baba, biza, it's me, Stitch. I fucking
1: love, <laughs> love Stitch, dude. I've never what seen that movie. Why does he sound oh, so Italian now? Ah, <laughs> baba de it's me,
3: Stitcherelli. <laughs> ah, it's me, it's Stitcher, a spaghetti. Why is he always making cannolis?
6: Oh, honey, biz, family. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's such a
2: cute movie. Little is such a good movie. I've been to Disney World two times. Once as a child, uh, roughly, I think ten years old, and then once as a teenager, roughly ten years old. 16,
5: so that's when 17. uh that's when the park first opened.
2: Right. <laughs> I was there when it opened. <laughs> yeah. Um I remember we were so excited uh because the only real diversion in the area at the time was wrestling Gators. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I was going to say, didn't so you slurp weekends, up the swamp when they were trying to drain it? You're like, I got this, and you just put a straw in?
5: There was a whole avant-garde. Yeah, there's a lot of good
3: nutrition in swamp water. There was
5: a whole avant-garde theater show in Chicago about this very subject.
2: Mm-hmm. The founding of Disney World. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I wrestled a gator. Uh, that was my family's hobby. On Saturdays, we would go out. We would head to the swamps. We would wrestle gators. Um, and, you know, whatever... The biggest gator that you could wrestle and pin, um, you got to kill it, and then we would eat it.
5: Hmm. I have eaten alligator. It's pretty good.
1: It's very good.
2: Yeah, it does. Um,
1: I think Disney World, you know, I don't know. Do you guys consider yourselves like big Disney people? There is, of course, the trope, the meme of the Disney adult. These are like adults who are just really into Disney, like... I would
3: say absolutely. Um, the last not. time
1: I was at Disney World, I actually did witness a person proposing <gasps> to their partner.
5: No,
4: uh, ah.
1: in Disney World, um, people cheered. It was in Epcot. Um, you know, people were, I guess, happy for them. Oh. I guess they were happy. I know Disney. I'm adults, not here to shit on anybody's you know, lifestyle, yeah. but I do
3: think that, I you know. That's <laughs> fucked up, yeah. and those people are. Just, I hope their marriage fails. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You hope Youthy come Goofy comes in and euthanizes their
6: marriage. Yeah, I hope so. Well, it's hey, adult. I, I, <laughs> you look, it's like you were never married to begin with. Well. <laughs> the state takes 50%. God. Um I
2: I am not a big Disney head in any sense. Like, you know, obviously I think everybody I think is affected by Disney movies, especially of yeah the generations of this group mm-hmm. uh i don't know about younger kids like i have a child and i don't think we go uh, we have any like real connection to disney mm. other than these characters are so ubiquitous They're now They're so ubiquitous so a part of just culture in general in this country
3: well that you
2: can't avoid
3: it at but all but disney's bigger properties now it's like they are- are They own ESPN, they own ABC, you know, they own Pixar. And those are so big for little kids. So. ESPN, <laughs> ABC.
1: These properties are just huge for little I'm, kids. If they had an ABC world, I would go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to go on the Modern Family, Family <laughs> Matters ride where you spend a day as Steve Urkel. <laughs> yeah. And you're only just trying
1: to... Uh, <laughs> the seventh heaven oh, roller
5: coaster. Yeah, no, yeah, one Laura tree Winslow. hill, Ferris wheel.
1: Right. Uh, obviously Ian you're getting at like Star Wars is yeah, one of I Disney's mean,
3: biggest properties. You are untouched by Disney, is my point. It's impossible to exactly. well, a good. From. That's actually a good point. With it's all point. of the Not if Jeffrey Jones is around.
5: <laughs> I'm so sorry.
4: That's I think so I'm a little bad. too old.
2: <laughs> he likes children, not adults. Um but I think you're right, E. That's actually a good point. With all of the the media properties they've bought up, Simpsons, it's like almost impossible to avoid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, Maybe I
1: am a Disney head. Oh shit! Yeah, Fox, I, I don't think so. I Fox. think I think we're we're expanding it to like when you interact with Star Wars properties, especially as a child, you're like, this is Star Wars. Oh this is a Star, this War. is Star this Wars. Star isn't uh, this isn't Disney. I we as adults we understand that Disney owns Star Wars. But, you know, I think if you're a child, you think, oh, this is just another Star War movie. You know, this is Star War this, Star War that, Baby Yoda this, Baby Yoda that. True. Um, yaddle here, yaddle there. <laughs> little yaddle here, little diddle daddle, little yaddle.
3: There's. You I know. don't remember the last time I watched something that had Mickey Mouse or Goofy or whatever in it.
1: You know, I got to say, I watched the new Chippendale movie that's on the, the fucking Disney Plus? Disney Plus. I mean, it wasn't the best movie I ever saw, but there was some funny jokes. Why did you watch it? I gotta say, there was some, when it came out. Why? Art, what is uh, wrong with you? <laughs> well, I didn't want to watch it. Oh, oh. I see. Stop throwing shade <laughs> on me. Um, I'm sorry,
5: I'm sorry. your friend, Natalie. sorry. Not
1: Art. Yeah, geez, I'm gonna tell you you said that. <laughs> Sorry. She's going to unfollow you guys from Instagram. I mean,
5: I thought it was like a thing where you're just like sitting in your basement and you're like, what's what's good? Oh, I guess I'll watch this Chippendale movie.
1: Well,
3: I come up from my basement every now and then. I don't believe it. He creeps into the kitchen.
1: Sometimes the gate that blocks the basement gets opened a little, like someone forgets to close it and I'm able to sneak <laughs> out. He slither in. Sometimes he clogs and, and the downstairs And I sneak toilets. up and I steal food off the counter. Yeah. Um. Actually... It was, it was a pretty all right thing, though. It, was, it had some good jokes. It was... You know, there was some funny bits, um, but that was the last kind of big Disney-specific thing that I've interacted. Would with you? That isn't Star Wars. Would
5: you guys say that like you have a favorite Disney movie if you had to pick one? Oh, I wow. think I can guess Ian's.
3: I don't even know what mine okay. is, so I want to hear it. Okay, guess Ian's.
5: It's. I have two guesses. Uh Fox and the
3: Hound. I mean, just because I know the whole song that the old man sings, Aww. it's just a catchy song. I ain't got no job. So I'm you're sure it's man. not the
1: original song of the South?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I have never <laughs> seen That's <Except laughs> what I was going to
1: go
6: with.
3: Or um, have I seen the Dumbo in its entirety since I was very little?
5: Uh, okay, my other guess, is it Toy Story 2 starring Kelsey Grammer?
3: I think the Kelsey grammar and uh way night of things probably makes Toy Story Two my favorite mm-hmm. Disney movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's fair. Man, I used to love Dumbo when I was a
6: kid. Really?
1: Yeah.
6: You love the part Dumbo where he gets drunk.
1: The fuck out of me. Yeah. I love the whole thing. When he goes on that LCD L C D or the L C D sound system. He's just drunk. He's just drunk.
3: <laughs> he's just drunk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's just a drunk elephant. But I do remember being very influenced by that. Like the colors of that shit is a legitimately creepy. It's freaky. It's you never would ever have something like that. I think. Today. Yeah, no. Uh, like
5: that Dumbo and Pinocchio to me are just I can't.
3: Yeah. Nope. On the podcast. Yeah. John Pinocchio is pretty intense too. the, the uh, donkey scenes Ugh. in Pinocchio. And I don't mean the uh, they don't have sex with the donkeys either. They just turn into them.
4: Right. Freaky.
3: Um, they say the word jackass. I remember that. <gasps> I was a little uh, scandalized by that, I think. Mm.
1: When I was a child, uh, I, the, the story goes that I watched 101 Dalmatians so much that I wore out the VHS tape. My parents would always tell oh me that. Oh, my and God. I would Just re-watch it on repeat over and over and over because I just loved Dogs. I, I love that
5: movie, too. I we had it.
1: we had
2: Dalmatians. Yeah, we
5: had a Dalmatian, too, because I love that movie so much.
2: We only had 99 of them. Though. Oh, well. Two of
1: them died when they were
5: infants. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd have to say, I think,
1: I don't know personally. I'd have to really think about that. But I also have really fond memories of Mickey, uh, the Mickey Mouse version of Jack and the Giant Beanstalk, mm-hmm. where they're so poor. They're sitting there cutting that bean three different ways. Yeah, oh. and that slice—they have one slice of bread, and they have to cut it three different ways. And I just remember, like, the way that the animators did that scene where he's cutting the bean, and it's like so thin that it's like a sliver, and but it's like see-through. I just yeah. remember, like, that's like burnt into my memory.
2: Wow. That the scene. way they slice the
1: bread gets it for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, and the way they toasted um, it, you know, and I was like, they toasted it too much, and they scrape it off, and yeah. they re-toast it. And I was so like, just they went right. to a
2: six when they should have done a three.
4: Yeah. <laughs> they had
5: it on bagel. Um,
3: what about Aladdin?
5: Oh. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah. I really loved Aladdin. I love the
3: Super Nintendo game. Yeah. I was a big the fan of Genesis, Fantasia. The
2: Genesis game of uh, Aladdin and Lion, uh, King, Lion King. Yeah.
5: I think my big three, actually. So I liked Ford. I actually really liked Disney movies when I was a kid. I watched 101 Dalmatians a lot. The Great Mouse Detective a lot. Uh, actually, so we got a Dalmatian because I loved 101 Dalmatians so much, but I named the Dalmatian Toby after the dog from The Great Mouse Detective, who is not a Dalmatian. Wow. <laughs> um, I loved Aristocats. That's a great
2: one. They, yeah. they,
3: we should oh, mention Lady in the
1: Tramp. I used to watch Lady in the Tramp a lot. Oh my God. Two dogs making out. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. There's nothing hotter than watching dog sex. Yeah. Well, yeah. they say and I, have Disney... <laughs> and I have Disney to thank for that opinion. They
5: say Andy's got ninety nine dogs, but a bitch ain't one.
2: <laughs> right. Just imagine oh that like prissy little collie. Okay. all getting right. Railed oh
6: by that. my no, god, no, Andy. No. Rough
2: mutt from the streets. Jeez. Oh yeah. Um, right. She... She knows she's not supposed to, to like it. Oh she likes you... it so much. Ugh. Fun yes. fact,
5: there is um a food stand at Disneyland called Red Rocket's Pizza Palace or something. And I was like, <laughs> Why?
2: Oh my god, Red Rocket's Pizza. Did that pedophile start that place? Red
3: Rocket's Pizza <laughs> Palace? You know the pedophile is uh he's the principal from Ferris Bueller. It's the same actor. Yeah, that's the guy they're talking yeah. about. Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, he
1: um he's been in a lot of movies and he's very very problematic. He's oh, yeah. yeah. been in Which movies it was since it was his... known very early that like he that guy right yeah. that that principal from Ferris. Jeffrey Peeler, Jones. That he um was like, Diddled kids. Yeah, like he was very fucking problematic, but he was still
3: in a lot of fucking movies. Like he's in Beetlejuice. He is, yeah. Oh yeah, he's a big time actor. I mean, hey, you know. People used to cover a lot of really messed up things for a really long time.
5: Speaking of messed up things, how do you guys feel about the Pocahontas movie?
3: I mean, it's been a while
1: since I've seen it. It's got great fucking... I just yeah. remember the tree talking.
5: Grandmother Willow. Sure. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Sure, obviously, yeah, there are things that, if we look back with a modern lens now, some of these Disney movies don't hold up, uh, obviously, but, um, you know, people always make memes about, to like in Sleeping Beauty and stuff, it's like this dude is fucking macking on a sleeping woman. <laughs> it's like kind of a fucked up story. Yeah. Um, I don't
3: think
5: that. I is... don't think I've
1: ever actually seen Pocahontas the whole
3: thing. What?
1: Andy's of a different generation.
5: It's uh, we
1: yeah. we lived through like a great Disney revival. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually like I forget who it is. I don't think it's Eisner. I think it's the dude who Eisner replaced, Bob Iger. But now they just canned. I think they just, Disney just canned Eisner and replaced him with the guy who I'm talking about. No, no,
3: no. So Bob Iger was after Michael Eisner and he ran Disney for like 20 years. Then he stepped down in like 2019. And then everyone hated his replacement so much that Bob Iger is the CEO of Disney again.
2: Michael Eisner was the guy who engineered the whole like takeover of ABC and. Right. He was the 90s and all that
3: stuff.
1: And so then Bob Iger's like. Mr. Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. But one of them was like the one who's like, hey, Disney needs to be telling like good fucking stories again. Like that's how you make. You're talking about Bob, Bob- Yeah, because okay. he took
3: over probably in the late 90s or early 2000s.
1: Where we got all these like movies that like Toy Story and all this other shit that like. All the Pixar movies that we all fucking know and love that are, you know, good Good story.
3: I mean, right. um, all
2: those movies with hot dog on dog action. Not yes. to
3: mention, like, Will Smith as the genie, you know, pre slap, like, the best genie there is.
5: Have you seen it? That's right. No,
3: I'm kidding. Oh. I don't think he's the best genie there is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> forgot about that. I Way I better than Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Oh yeah.
2: Rest in piss, Robin
3: Will Williams. Will Smith Rest in should be Mrs. Doubtfire. I'm just saying they should redo the entire
2: works of Robin Williams, but have Will Smith. Do
3: yeah, it. yeah, Mark
2: and Mindy,
5: Patch Adams, mm-hmm. Popeye, Jack,
1: Live Live Aid, Goodwill Hunting, <laughs>
3: <laughs> Live Aid. Um, so, what do we make about some of these? Can we list the conspiracies that we've talked about?
5: Uh, yeah, I can no. list them.
3: Yeah, I think I need especially when it comes down to verdicts later, I'm like, look, I'm going to say missing children.
2: That probably happens all the time. And Disney probably covers it up hard.
4: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, that's a thing where I, I don't expect any theme park to ever showcase that stat. Like, I don't think six flags or any other kind of theme park is like, Oh, and Hey, by the way, in case you were wondering, 90% 90% of the missing children <laughs> who go missing in the city park get found. Like, But nobody wants to even, even if it's a positive stat, right. you don't want to put the idea that children go missing in anyone's it's, head. I'm
2: going to agree with you, but I'm going to say, I bet Disney works hard to suppress that information. Or just it. Sure. From like it. people going into the press. Because when I yeah. was looking
5: up this conspiracy, so many publications were like, actually, no children go missing from Disney. People get yeah. lost, but they're Always reunited with their parents, and I was like, "What are the odds of that happening?" Actually,
2: Ah. children's children go missing all the time at Disney, but they're always found by someone. Yeah,
3: they're always found by somebody. Therefore, we have zero lost children. Yeah, they know where they are. Um, I do want to before we start talking about the conspiracies. I do just want to shout out um, the Patreon episode of Mr. Bunker, where me and Art talk about this uh, this book that I love called the show won't go on and it's all about people who die while they're performing. Uh, It's a really really interesting book but they have some really messed up uh, deaths of people at Disneyland and Disney World like performers that were, there was one guy that was like in the parade and ended up getting run over by like a float while he was in his goofy outfit. And then there was, uh, Gorsh. in the 60s or I'm dead or 70s, there was a Disneyland thing where,
5: oh, Debbie Stone.
3: Yeah. She was on a stage that revolved and there wasn't some kind of safety thing put in place. And yes, she slipped tomorrow, yeah. between these two like risers and was crushed to death. And it was like she got engaged that day. It was crazy. But, um, there's a lot. Uh, first of all, check out that episode. And you know,
5: become d- a Patreon.
3: Become mm. become a yeah. patron. Hmm. But let's see, Ian Ian recommending a re- episode he was on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Pretty interesting. But mm. also oh. a lot of you know there have been performers that die at Disney as well, and I believe they cover that up mm-hmm. too.
1: It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel as conspiracy to me. Conspiracy to me feels kind of like oh, like. It's it's actually an unsafe environment where people are going missing constantly or there's some kind of ploy to cover up or they're going missing by design. Mm -hmm. Right. By design. So to me, it's sort of like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's a public space like with a lot of people. I'm not saying that it's a good thing or it's a bad, you know, like, that. but you know what I mean? Where it's like, I think that I think Disney just carefully
2: uh, curates its image Mm -hmm. Yeah. To everybody about well, obviously everything.
1: that's not some fucking novel. I think uh, no, statement. no, but I think no, it's the like, suppression, the, paint, the of paint is part of it.
3: Information yeah. leads to conspiracy, right? I mean, yeah. Although, like leaning on people in order to stop them from printing an article or something, you know, that could be a conspiracy. I think they were like people
5: dying at the hands of Disney, not okay. Kids holding guns for Disney. Very good, great for the FBI excellent. more of that
6: um
1: some of the other things we covered, let's see. um
5: I got the list. You want me to do the list? yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen and buried beneath disneyland.
2: I mean, who are we to believe here? a chipmunk <laughs> or <laughs> Everything I've ever heard for my entire life that his head got cut off like
3: Ted Williams and is frozen. Is Ted Williams actually frozen? I don't know. I mean, I know there are real cryo labs, right? Like this is a thing that people do. I heard. There are
2: actual human bodies cryogenically frozen. Yeah. You guys think you want to get cryo frozen? It's wildly expensive to get your entire body frozen cryogenically.
5: I'm putting this out there to the public and uh, Ian, take note. Uh, I mean, I'll, I probably won't die first, but we'll see. Uh, I no. want. To... What?
3: My unhealthy lifestyle <laughs> and the fact that I love running into traffic?
1: That is one of your favorite games.
5: Uh, I do not want to be buried or cremated or frozen. I would like to uh, have my body donated to science.
2: Mm, I don't mm. care. I would like to have that done to me, yeah. too. What kind of science? Oh. But I've heard that I'm too fat to be a cadaver. <laughs> That it would take too much space to store me and it would take too much effort to cut through me to get to any of the I think your wife parts. told you
3: that, didn't she? Yes, she did. <laughs> Not to mention the energy just keeping the body. I'm too fat to be a dead frozen, body. Yeah.
5: Actually, so there, I read a great book called Stiff. It's about like the science of cadavers. It's very disturbing, but it's really informative. And when you donate your body to science, sometimes they like, if you're an organ donor, obviously, you, you know, they take some of that stuff out, but also, um, in order to study uh, decomposition, Is that, that's what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, right? decomposing. Yeah, decomposing. Um, they'll, like, leave some cadavers, like, out in the hot sun at, like, Vanderbilt University. Oh, and, like, that's Andy. The hot Tennessee sun. And, like, they'll have some mm-hmm. cadavers that are naked to, like, see how that affects it. And then they'll also, like... Mm -hmm. dress up some of the cadavers to see how like the clothes decompose as well on the bodies. And like they say that sometimes you'll like smell this smell and you'll like realize that you're walking Mm -hmm. past a pile of dead bodies that are all wearing like Vanderbilt hoodies.
3: So I wonder if for Andy they would like leave him decomposing in a subway shop (laughs) and see if uh, you know how a, a body decomposes That's the only way Andy would ever be caught in a subway show among uh, you know all <laughs> dead, the fake bread dead. the bread that's not burned. um I like to think that
2: because it's Tennessee they would put me in a pair of extremely large coveralls <laughs> and that's how no shirt at all um and that's how I would and decompose out in the
5: sun that sounds like a nice they'd put like a little piece of hay in your mouth <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, it seems like a fitting end to my yeah. body. I think it's interesting that if you go, hey, I want to study, I'm really into dead bodies, but for science, people are like, that's okay. But then if you go, hey, I'm just really into dead bodies. people are That's like, not Ooh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah. Oh, I could be into dead bodies, but I have to be wearing a
3: white lab coat? Oh, what? I, Is that the difference I maker? I can't conduct sex experiments on them. They have to be <laughs> non-sex experiments?
2: <laughs> yeah. There's like there's one there's like at least one guy at Vanderbilt who's like, Yeah, we should see what happens after somebody has sex with them too. And they're like, we, What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, Oh, just no, like we gotta see how cum uh and, and and other fluids how that uh
1: decomposes too, huh? Like, just let me piss on one of these bodies. Right. It's morbid, but it it is probably like a really important science because it leads to help solving murders and shit. Yeah, Yeah, Missing pure persons? Yeah, like we know how this person died because of we studied a body that decomposed in water. Uh, You know what? Shout
5: out to Art doing that uh, walkthrough of the Mortuary's Assistant game. Yes!
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, we learned a lot about how to be a a Mortuary's
5: Assistant. Good lord, that game is insane because you do heroin in it. (laughs)
1: You do do heroin in it. That's smack true.
5: horse. Is that how you say that? Uh, smack
1: horse? You do say smack horse, <laughs> yes.
3: I thought you either do oh, smack, smack horse, or you not
1: smacking horse.
3: Do horse.
1: Some of these, okay, utilidors, besides getting sucked off and having secret tunnels, that's not really,
5: you know, I mean,
1: those are kind of neat. Those are kind of. I didn't know
5: that was yeah. real. Is that a real? A real. It sounds
1: practical.
5: It's like, a real thing. And actually, I'd like to talk a little bit more about it. So, Oh, please do. The underground tunnels, the Utilidors, are actually... An like, acapella
3: group, the Utilidors?
5: <laughs> and a one, and a two. <laughs>
3: uh,
5: they're actually built above ground. And uh, Disney World is built uh, on like a hill to accommodate their height. So whenever you're in Disney World, you're actually slightly walking on an incline the entire time. Um, And then everyone that's in the Utilidors knows when they're below the castle because it dips down to like the ceilings in the Utilidors dip down to accommodate the moat. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, Mm. so they're underground, but they're actually like sea level, I guess.
4: Oh. And like, yeah, yeah,
5: everyone's walking above them, miles above them.
1: Oh, huh. either way, it's a pretty, pretty genius kind of invention. Just suck the fucking garbage right yeah, out. I, yeah,
3: I did want to ask: is that literally what happens? It's like you yeah. throw garbage in the garbage can, and then they just like the garbage cans just open up from the bottom. Yeah,
5: and-, and it's like every thirty minutes, it's like on a cycle, so you'll never see somebody walking with a bag of trash through Disney World. You'll never see like an overfilled garbage can. Such a good idea. And also...
2: They do their image very well. So if I just hang out around a trash can (laughs) for half an hour, I'll eventually see this in action.
5: I believe so. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been there in so long, but yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I'll also talk a little bit about um, why Walt Disney wanted these um, uh, tunnels and things like that. He apparently was in Disneyland, I want to say, and saw, like, a cowboy from one of the cowboy shows in Tomorrowland and was, like, so upset to see different characters from different lands having to walk through other lands to get places that he was like, nope, we can't have this because it breaks the image. It, like, it's <laughs> like your your imagination is no longer.
3: It ruins your imagination. Uh... Was it disbelief? Uh,
5: suspension of disbelief. I always want to yeah. say suspended animation, and that's not <laughs> it.
2: That's going back to the Right, canonics. exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. your
3: willing suspension of disbelief, which is that you know you're in a fake place or watching you know, a movie is fake, but you're willing to suspend that disbelief so mm-hmm. that you can buy into what's going on.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um, also, you'll never see gum at Disney theme parks. They don't sell them in the shops. Of course, you can like bring your own gum if you need to. But if somebody um, like drops their gum on the ground, any cast member or worker is supposed to like immediately scrape it up as soon as they see it and like throw it away so that like nobody has to experience gum being littered on the ground. I hate
3: experiencing
2: that. (laughs) So if you're Cinderella... (laughs) You gotta just get
1: down there and uh scrape
2: you gum.
5: Get your
1: being a cast member who is a um like op- like character. open face character where like you aren't hidden behind a, oh, a right, suit right, right. is like so fucking I think hard and cut. Yeah. At least from what I've read, it's like you are on. Like you are there to make that fucking kid's day. Yeah. Cause those motherfuckers, if you go to Disney nowadays, people know where the characters are at. Like, so you go find Cinderella and Belle and some of these other characters. I mean, there are lines that are literally like 30 minutes long for, and it's just all these parents with their daughters to get them pictures with these princesses. And like, so- And autographs. It is, you know, it is not, it is no I joke. do,
3: I mean, those people do love doing it though. I don't think you get they into it- do love it doing w- it. And you hate it at the same time, but it, that does get to the crux of why I hate Disney World is because it's not rides, it's attractions. And I don't care about the attractions. I want roller coasters, mm. you know?
5: That's why you go to Universal Studios. I don't know. I'm pretty
2: attracted to some of these characters.
5: So. <laughs> <laughs> Step away from Piglet. Have you seen Tigger?
1: <laughs> He's a bouncer.
3: I like that
2: you
1: both went to Winnie the Pooh.
4: The- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um, you know, you're right, Ian. I mean, there aren't a lot of, Kind of, you know they they've added a few recently. There's, um, in Animal Kingdom, has this Yeti ride now. It's a roller coaster right. where you go
2: back. I've been on it,
3: and I've been on the um, the okay. Stephen Tyler one. Tower of
2: Terror. Oh yeah, I've been Tower on Tower of Terror. of Terror. I heard Tower of Terror closed yeah. though. Yeah. Did that? when recently? Mm, they closed. They closed it. Yeah, recently to like converted the space into something Dang. else. That sucks. I
1: didn't know that that
5: right. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing. I me. remember when we went there, uh there was a Goosebumps freak show. It was like Horrorland freak show.
2: Whoa. Was it an actual freak yeah, show? Yeah, it
5: was like it had like Slappy the dummy that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, and yeah. um I think there was like the hamster. There was a like Goosebumps about a mm-hmm. hamster.
2: Oh, man, goosebumps! What a great series
3: of books by uh, famous um, Ohio State alum R.L. Who Stein Ian is. and I
5: have both met.
3: I worked on R.L. Stein's master class, and I can attest that he is very nice. And also, he has like a bunch of old man jokes that he'll just like
5: oh, throw yeah. out at people
3: out. all the time.
5: I met him. Uh, we saw him. We saw an interview with him live, live, and then I waited in line with him. For the bathroom. And he let me go ahead of him, which is he's a real gentleman. But I told him, I was like, Mr. Stein, I just have to tell you, like, as a child, I was so scared of Slappy, the ventriloquist dummy, that my brother and I had this like agreement that he would hang a sheet of loose leaf paper over his poster of the dummy so that I could like sleep at night because I was so scared of it. And he was like, I fucking hate that dummy. I've tried to kill him off so many times and they won't let (laughs) me. They literally won't let me. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, Also, he says that like so many teachers stop him when they see him and they're like, oh my gosh, we're so happy to see you. You know, um, can we take a picture with you? And he's like, oh, okay." And they're like, yeah, all my kids, all my students think you're dead.
4: (laughs) Jeez.
3: (laughs) A nice uh, little back nice. Well, yeah, they're like, all of my students think you're dead, so I'm taking a picture with you so I can bring it to them and prove you're prove alive. Prove to them that you are alive. Rather than send them a
2: Wikipedia. Yeah. Um... <laughs> uh, teachers can't use Wikipedia. It's not a reliable source. Not a reliable source. Uh, not on
1: this podcast, You got to start a conspiracy yeah. podcast in order to <laughs> do that.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We just read from Wikipedia. <laughs> um, well, at least you're admitting it. Well, listen here, gang, um, we're, you know, we're, we're, it's not time yet to close up the bunker vault, and lock this episode away, but I don't know, is there any other big things or topics we want to talk about before we get to verdicts here or any other points or things you wanted to say?
3: Wait, so all the ones that we have are, they're cryogenically frozen, tunnels underneath.
5: Kids disappearing. Kids disappearing. Club 33, like Illuminati and Freemasonry. Um so did did Walt not get frozen? No, he was cremated.
3: Uh sounds wow. like a verdict to me. Oh, oh, oh.
5: Um,
2: yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this Club Thirty Three thing.
3: Yeah, it's like this like very
5: exclusive. I didn't club. know such
3: a thing existed. So expensive, yeah. and usually, if there's a secret club, there's it's people Disney having World. sex there. So I didn't even hear anything about mm. that. I don't
5: know. Apparently, it,
3: what do you get? What do you get for your Club Thirty Three membership? Uh,
5: exclusivity. A it sounds pin. like there's food involved, so I'm in.
1: Okay. Yeah, Disney used to have. Um, Disney has like a lot of lot of properties too, like Downtown Disney, and there used to be this
3: area called like Disney.
5: Quest oh wow! Some yeah. Other areas. Oh
3: well, the Disney Quest in um, Chicago was amazing. Did you ever go to that art? I did. I might have. Oh, f- I think I went to the one in Disney World mm. though. They had the best bumper cars I ever went to as a kid because they were yeah. there was a driver and there was like a cannon operator, and basically they were bumper oh. cars that were enclosed. And it was like Buzz Lightyear themed. And so you would drive around like and that. the cannon, you would drive over these like big rubber balls that the uh, cart would suck up into this cannon that you would shoot at each other. And if you hit okay. the other bumper car in the right spot, it would like spin around wow. for five seconds. It was awesome. Damn,
2: that does sound pretty yeah. cool. And Sounds, uh, your description made it sick. seem like a video I've seen on
3: uh, X videos. <laughs>
5: God damn it. All you heard uh, was uh, suck
3: up and spin around for five balls. seconds.
5: Shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Club 33 thing. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it, that's a well-known one. Um, oh, is it? It is. Oh. And um, I didn't know about it. Is
3: it um, Eyes Wide Shut style, like have sex with each other, only they're in Disney character masks?
1: Oh, I don't know. To me, it kind of just sounds more like, just for dorks. <laughs> it's like people who are really into Disney. Yeah. Yeah,
5: but I heard like Elton John and Tom Hanks are in
3: it. Well, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they're dorks. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, Tom Tom Hanks actually is kind of a fucking he, dork. He's a big he history dork. He did
3: play Walt Disney in that movie, so. He
5: also played Woody.
3: True. He's got to get in for free. Yeah, I yeah, you might be an honorary member. I don't member. know. I feel like
2: member. if you, you can't pay, though, those are the I types. I think of, he could afford it. Those are the types of people that. Yeah, it's like <laughs>
1: it, the membership fee means nothing to them.
3: Yeah. No, I bet in his. Honestly, it contract. means
1: more for them to be to, for Disney to have them as members than the yeah, opposite yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Um. Um.
5: Nope. No, uh, no sorry, I was ahead. just gonna say, like, if you're a really big Disney fan and you have Buku Bucks to spend, there's uh, a new. Walt Disney World property out called Golden Oak or Golden Oaks. And it's a uh completely Disnified gated community. Oh and no. There's like mansions. It's like two million to ten million dollars or something. Yeah. And no. uh I you can see.
1: I wanna sew sow my golden <laughs> oaks.
5: You can see like People do um, tours of these different properties just to kind of see. They're like, oh, you know, we're shopping for a house. We're going to go to Disney's Golden Oaks and just, like, see what's going on. And it's, like, really wild because they're like, I just, like, love the, like, subtle little touches of Disney. And they literally, like, show a Mickey Mouse fountain inside of the house. So subtle.
1: (laughs) Can't even tell it's Mickey Mouse. Inside the house? Yeah,
5: it's, like, crazy.
1: Jesus. Here's my Mickey Mouse faucet.
5: <laughs> yeah. Here's my
1: yeah. subtle, Here's my- goofy shower. They're like,
5: it's my Beauty and the Beast themed <laughs> elevator. And I'm like.
3: Here's my Donald Duck bidet. <laughs> Here's my inbred 101 Dalmatian Dalmatians. <laughs> Here's my toilet that looks like Iago the parrot opening his mouth
1: to receive voice. <laughs>
5: <the waste. laughs> oh, and the garbage cans will suck you off too.
1: I'm telling you, man. There's like true blue Disney adults. These are these are people who are just really into Disney. What do what do Disney adults like? What is it about? Like what
2: is it that hooks them? Nostalgia, I think. It's nostalgia,
5: but like there's a level of Disney adult where like a lot of them don't even have kids. They, right. it's just right. the two of them, they usually get engaged or they get married at Disney or they have like a Disney honeymoon.
3: Yeah. Or like the two people I know that were, that are the Disneyest adults that I know, they worked at Disney for years, like as characters. They don't have kids. And they're also like very into fantasy, you know, like LARPing? novels and stuff. Yeah. Like LARPing or whatever. So I don't know.
2: But they know all the like, Tips and
5: tricks oh, yeah. of the parks. I, I worked with somebody who's a Disney adult, and um she and her whole family vacation there several times a year, and right. they they like dress wow. up as characters. And uh one time they they dressed up so well that people wanted to take pictures with them, and Disney was like, Yeah, you uh can't do that. <laughs> like <laughs> Wow. wow. It's not my story to tell, but like it, that was a pretty memorable part of it. Oh,
3: what is the suburban town near Orlando that you're telling me about?
5: Celebration Florida. Yeah. So this is like a planned community. Uh, Walt Disney like created or like wanted communities as a part of Tomorrowland that had like their own government and things like that. And he was just very into this like planned suburban community. And one of those was. Um, outside of Lake Buena Vista, Florida, and it's called Celebration. And it's like this white picket fence sort of area, but it has like really strict rules. Um, Like the houses all have to be painted pastel colors. Children are not allowed to walk to school. They have to take the bus to school. You're only allowed to have a dog or a cat and or a cat. You can't have like a lizard as a pet or like a hamster as a pet. Um, And they have – yeah, and I know someone that grew up in Celebration, Florida. So um, wow.
2: are they a Disney adult?
5: I don't I don't think so. She doesn't strike me as a Disney adult. She does like go back to Disney World though and like has the ears and like all that stuff. But I think it's just kind of like a part of how she grew up. But I wouldn't say that it's like a major part of her personality. Cause I definitely know people yeah. where it's like Disney is a huge part of their personality. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean,
1: I think I understand it from like the parents perspective, right? Like I've been to Disney World actually pretty recently and it's just, it's still, he was there wow. yesterday. I was there yesterday. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's just, it's families, right? It's families and it's a family thing. And there's just, it's just fucking families you, everywhere. It's kids and families. Can you
5: tell us, like, did you uh, wear the ears?
1: Yes. I dressed up in a full Mickey fursuit. <laughs> <shoe. laughs> Of, um, a Mickey furry suit no it's... I didn't wear the ears I actually got I was only there for two days and we did Magic Kingdom and oh. Epcot and as an adult like the only things I'm honest to God looking forward to are Epcot and 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 the I don't think it's called MGM Studios mm. anymore I think it's called Hollywood uh, Studios because those are where the fun yeah. shit's at
5: I remember that MGM uh, Studios was definitely my favorite part of it when I went right
1: and so you know Magic Kingdom was like whatever um, and then yeah, uh, epcot uh by the time we we did epcot i got covid and i was too sick oh. to go so um, classic so i like you know yeah i didn't you know didn't even get to explore like some of the fun stuff at epcot which honestly at this point it's just it's just buying shit like there's really not did you mm-hmm. at this point in my life i've never been to universal <gasps> studios i'm more interested in the ip's that
3: Universal Studios has really Universal fun. is awesome. Universal's way like, better than Disney World. Because
5: they well I don't think they yeah. have it anymore but they used to have a ride dedicated to the 1999 Brendan Fraser classic The Mummy and I went on that like yeah, 5 times when I went to Universal Studios. I loved it.
2: I can't wait to go and go on the Minions ride. Well, you're going to have to give your hands to yourself on that right. <laughs> I don't know if any of these minions come up to me, I'm going to grope them.
5: God. Wait, Art, did you eat any like cool Disney food? Uh, we did get Dole Whips, Oh, great.
1: Of course. Love great. a Dole Whip. Uh um, Do, Does anybody Way too fucking sweet though. Did can,
2: anybody get a Dole Whip at home? Do you remember when they used to sell them in the no. stores? No. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. I used to We used to get them, you know, they came in like little cups. Frozen at the grocery store in a box, oh you know. Oh, I've read something about this because I remember eating this uh, when I was younger, and like maybe even at school they had them as like part of lunch. Um, but I had Dole fruit cups. I didn't now, have a Dole. Now whip. Dole Now Dole whips only exist at Disney World.
1: Yeah, and they're insanely sweet. I got a mix. I think I got the raspberry and
3: pineapple Ooh. version. You know, this and isn't and exactly the same. But when we went to Australia. They had Dunkaroos cereal, mm. and we never got to try it. And I'm really, really Aww. upset we didn't get to try it. You missed yeah. out, dude. They have
2: every every food in Australia has to be
1: themed on. Kimberly, oh yeah, if I'm understanding right. Um. All right, I think we got to get to verdicts, verdicts here. We got to oh the
3: mind control. Close stuff. up the bunker We've vault. Never talked about.
1: Well, you got to talk about it sure. in the verdicts. Team, we're running out of time here. No, I'm. I meant to. <laughs> you gotta just get moving.
3: That, that's what I'm saying is in the verdicts, but we never talked about it.
1: We never talked about it, but we could talk about it in the verdicts. Um, uh, Hamilton's, of course. Um, you know, you guys are pros at this. Would you like to go first? Would you like to uh, fucking puffer pass? Yeah, I'll I puff. Mean, come I'll on. Puff. Uh, okay,
5: okay, so we'll I do not think that Walt Disney is cryogenically frozen. That is uh, case closed. Case- Can-
3: Wait, case closed.
5: Case closed, not frozen. He is cremated and intermed, interred at a forest Glen s- uh, plot somewhere in California, but he's not buried there. Uh, children disappearing, I think that's a cover-up. Because, like, obviously, I feel like Disney has so much money, they're just like, let's throw some money at our problems. So you um, think
3: case confirmed?
5: Yeah, I think kids disappear there all the time and it's like, you know, a secret, secret conspiracy that they just like are like, shh, this never happened here. Here's billions of dollars go away. Um, Underground tunnels and a ground hidden city. That's case closed, confirmed. Yes, that happens. Club 33. This, I think... Because it's so scloocy, has some Freemasonry stuff in it or some Illuminati stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, anywhere where there's millionaires uh, getting together, drinking scotch. And-
5: anywhere where Elton John is.
3: Right. And discussing uh, what they're up to. There's something going on. They're manipulating the world somehow.
5: Yeah. So I'm going to say that that is a... Secret Society, and that would be... Uh,
3: like a subgroup of a secret society? Or is this like Freemasons? What are you saying? I
5: feel like, yeah, it's like an offshoot of Freemasons. Um, so I'm going to say confirmed, I guess. So
3: do you think that the these Freemasons, uh, they created the Disney Vault?
5: Oh. oh my God. What do you guys think? Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you know the Disney vault? Of course. Yeah. Okay.
5: For the listeners that
1: That's where they put all the old movies that they don't want to release anymore, but they're gonna release in wow. ten years anyway.
3: Remastered. Well now they're just on Disney Plus. Reimagined. So.
1: Right. I'm just gonna do them as a live action version
2: now. Yeah. I can't wait for that live action version Song of the South.
5: Oh my god. <laughs> that was
2: already live action.
5: Um let's see. Uh
2: oh. Zippity doodah. <laughs> Zippity-yay, Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. I
5: think, okay, so Walt Disney and the FBI are BFF for life. I mean, that's, like, confirmed. <laughs> it's in his FBI file. Like, he has a dossier in the FBI, Mr. Walt Disney. Um, The Imagineered stuff with the mind control tactics, like the forced perspective, the smellitzers, the invented colors, all that stuff is, like, Engineered to make people feel so much more in inserted in that world in that realm and keep things like and keep you enveloped inside of it and not think like about anything else. So that is pretty manipulative. I wouldn't say it's in a way where it's like an MK Ultra sort of thing, though. So I feel like it's a fairly non nefarious mind control tech.
3: Right. Like it's manipulative. It's like – but to me, that's like grocery store analytics where they're like, oh, let's uh, measure where your eye goes when you walk down the aisle so we can place certain items at certain different heights, you know.
5: They do that at Disneyland and Disney World, actually. They place things that are uh, at child height that Mm -hmm. only children can see and appreciate.
3: No, I mean that's just like – Marketing, almost sort of mundane manipulation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just them trying to make a good
1: experience. I guess. I mean, I don't know if smelling cookies is like
5: how could they do that? The worst
1: fucking thing on the planet. Like, yeah, that's kind of nice. I wish I could smell cookies. Come to
2: come to bunk world where you can smell (laughs) farts piped through a fan. I don't mind smelling twenty four seven. Yeah,
3: or like the them painting the stuff like the green or the gray, so you're not attracted to them. Like. That seems fine to me. I don't really see a problem with that. Pretty smart. Yeah. Pretty
5: (laughs) smart. Um, Disneyland jail. So I did like look up some reports about this. Uh, It's just like a security office. Right. It's it's pretty. Actually, (laughs) uh, Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively, was pulled into Disney jail because she got into Disneyland without having like a ticket. Uh, She, like, snuck in, and they pulled her into Disneyland Disneyland jail.
6: You know, Disney prison is pretty rude against people who do sex crimes against minors. You might want to think about killing yourself. Jesus (laughs)
5: Um.
6: Disney was Russ Cole from True Detective Season 1. Goofanasia.
5: Goofanasia. Gorsh. (laughs) Gorsh. (laughs)
3: You're going
6: to have a rough time in there. (laughs) I got to say,
3: all of these seem to me like either... Like cut and dry, case confirmed or case closed situations. That's
6: fair. You could say that. Like cryogenically frozen
3: frozen seems straight plausible to me. You know, I don't know why he did it, but I don't know why he wouldn't.
5: Well, you know what? They actually, I also heard, created the movie Frozen so that when people type in Disney Frozen, it comes up with Frozen the movie and people stop (laughs) looking up if Walt Disney's Frozen (laughs) or not. That's Uh. right.
3: That's funny. Yeah. That's pretty funny.
5: Um, Let How do you guys known. feel about Disney gangs?
3: Sounds real. I thought that Gorgeous. was straight real. It is real. They are a- real. <laughs> how they, are how real. do you feel about them? Do you yeah. want to join one? I mean, the denim art.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> These sound... I am into to, denim. To Art's, to Art's point, this is sort of like the dorkiest fucking biker gang I've ever <laughs> heard of. They
6: got big patches. I was trafficking. It's traffic and Angel up the, up the coast. Gors. There's so many
5: crazy Disney Club <laughs> names, too.
6: We were there at the Rolling Stone concert. You oh, got to crack a pill cue over somebody's head, gosh, Gorsh, I believe you, but I'm not sure my brass knuckles do. Jesus <laughs>
3: Christ. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> is is it like bad that I don't really have a problem with any of this stuff? If it is real,
2: no, that's, no. I mean, that's my this verdict. is this is this is you, Ian. You could do, you could do as Are do you, as you please,
5: Ian. It's yeah, your verdict. Ian, do you want your real bones to be in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride?
3: Oh, <laughs> plausible. Okay. Real I mean, bones. my bones. No, I don't want it. I want it like it. I'd rather have it in a universal theme park. Oh okay? yeah, definitely. I don't want that in Disney.
5: Um, yeah. I mean, I believe yeah, real bones. That's that's totally legitimate to me.
3: I hate the bones.
5: Uh,
1: we use the bones as a display piece. That's actually kind of fucking cool. Yeah,
5: like my bones are in this ride.
1: That Pirates of the Caribbean ride, fucking does it, is, dude. No, it doesn't hold up. Anymore. If they display, <laughs> it takes so long to get on it, and it's ten seconds long. If,
2: yeah, it's it's very, it's very much like it was uh,
1: badass as
3: fuck when I was a kid, though. Holy shit!
1: Yeah, it doesn't. It's more fun to watch
3: a, one of the movies. If they, oh yeah, yeah those, those go movies on that are right. If they display my skeleton, I just want them to use one of my femurs as my penis bone. <sighs> yeah, that's all I ask. Well, yeah. Boy, Ian only had one.
2: Ian was missing a lot of bones in that one leg, but man, he had a huge dog. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Can we use a toe bone for the tip?
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Big toe.
5: Big toe. Well, you best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner, because you're in one. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah. the ghost that haunts the Pirates of the Caribbean, ride, right? And you have to say, good morning.
3: Oh, I'm out on the ghosts.
5: Really? You don't yeah. think that Walt Disney haunts Disneyland?
3: Oh, Walt Disney's in hell where he belongs.
5: Wow. All right. Well, I'm just going to.
4: Because he was a na- Nazi. It's bones funny. confirmed on uh, plausible on the
5: ghost. George the ghost and Walt Disney being there. Uh, confirmed on Princess Diana being dead. Um, <laughs> confirmed on Jeffrey Jones being a child Good molester. Good call. And uh, oh,
4: whether or not those two things, ha- I think those two things. Industrial and also superstar limo. But
5: uh I think nobody wanted Superstar Limo to happen in the first place. And uh Extraterrestrial was just too too intense. You no, know,
3: genuinely very intense. Yeah. Like Yeah, it was very scary. Very and I'm scary sure the that. fact that one of the leading actors in the ride is a child molester does not help its case.
5: Yeah, definitely not. Also, you know who else is in it? Uh Kathy Najimi and Tyra Banks.
3: Well, Wow! I wow. hope they kept them around for the Lilo and Stitch one. <laughs> Stars cast.
5: Peggy, my Stitch is loose.
3: Well, I I feel oh my like I've uh, made my, my my thoughts pretty clear. I don't feel that you always t- do them one by one.
1: <laughs> That's perfectly acceptable. Thank you, O'Hamiltons, Hamiltons, for your lovely verdicts. Andy, what do you think? You want to weigh in here?
2: I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a big I'm going to give a big blanket verdict too. like yeah. Uh and I'm going like uh plausible smidge <laughs> overall. Whoa. Cuz I for a lot of these I'm case closed. You know I don't I'm not going to believe in ghosts. Um Club 33 seems pretty innocuous to me. Um I think that uh I don't know, Natalie kind of convinced me with all this this research that Walt Disney was cremated instead of being can I frozen? actually
5: jump in really quick uh, about the Club 33 thing? Do you guys yeah. think it has anything to do with Jesus?
3: Because he died when he was
5: 33?
3: Yeah. Oh, Sure. Is it some sort of suicide <laughs> pact? <laughs>
5: I don't
1: know.
3: Club 33 is Jesus' yeah. tomb? If that is where... I'll- Wait, 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 who,
2: who decided that Jesus was 33 That's when That's like he pretty died?
5: common the knowledge. People, like, like, when you turn 33, everyone's like, oh, it's your Christ year.
3: Yeah, everyone's This like must that. be a Catholic no, thing. No, it's, it, I'm too it's common knowledge to, to me. I I this must be a you. Catholic
1: thing. You're, you Protestant didn't go to a private, you didn't go to a Catholic no. school.
3: No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like, oh, he didn't do anything for 30 years, then he preached for three. Really? Then he died. Yeah, it's well known that we don't know anything about
1: Jesus from the time he was a baby. He was a baby carpenter. He was just like, yeah, he was was just fucking woodworking.
2: If he was a carpenter and I was a lady.
4: That's (laughs) it. Okay. So So, plausible
1: smidge across the board from Andy. I think the biggest thing is probably like
2: uh, because because Disney's so focused Mm. on its image. And I believe all this image focusing stuff is true. It seems pretty likely to me that they would try to actively suppress, like, media reports of uh, child abductions happening within the parks, which surely must happen with some regularity and frequency. Um, Or at least
3: attempts.
2: Yeah.
1: I have no idea.
2: I mean, I don't. I think they must. I guess. It's too many people, you know? It's, like, too many people to not have like- like it would be so easy to go buy tickets to abduct
1: children
5: I don't know, you know like I mean? no like art visited recently and nobody tried to abduct little baby art so
1: that's true. right nobody tried to abduct me right and, and I even sense. took I even took one of the buses home to the hotel by myself <laughs> oh you're a big boy <laughs> he was wearing a diaper you're a big boy <laughs> he was wearing a diaper that said abduct me <laughs> yes I do that is one of my outfits
2: <laughs> um and yeah i I mean Disney jail to me just seems like it's probably just like that's at a uh, one of the hardest-hitting prisons in the country. Right.
5: Right. I got scared straight in Disney. 30 jail. days in, 60 days in.
6: You're gonna need to put this below the heroin up your ass. Go, or it should take it to Cell 2B. To
5: you were selling cigarettes in Disney jail.
6: <laughs> You're gonna have to suck that guy off for social standing. Oh
4: my god!
6: Your hot little ass is gonna be a commodity in here. Yuck! <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: oh, no. oh my god Um, I will give a blanket uh, a fucking verdict as well I'm going case closed across the board <laughs> wow. um, I don't I don't think many of these constitute actual conspiracies at all I think many of them are just weird Disney esoterica and fucking little stories Um, you know Disney, yeah, of course, Disney is obsessed with their image. It's a theme park. It's, uh, you know, it runs on money. So I don't know. I have no no data to back up whether or not children are actually going missing and how frequently that happens. Yeah, why don't you have any data? In Disney theme parks? Because you're actively suppressing it? Because you're actively suppressing it. (laughs) Oh, no. I've been found out. Um, But I mean, across the board with the rest of these. Yeah. Like the ghosts and the jails and the the suck off machines and the
3: (laughs) garbage suckums and
1: the uh, fucking. Imagineers. Yeah. I mean, it's just I don't know. I'm not I'm not super convinced by um, a lot of these things. You know, Disney being cryogenically frozen. Would Mm. be neat. That would be a weird fucking thing to hear, but I don't think of that as like a concern. No, I'm
3: like, sure, he's rich. Like, right I'm right sure right. he could have done it. I don't, if I had the money, I'd I probably Anybody do it. who's cryogenically
5: frozen. Uh, you know Austin Powers.
1: That's true. I do know Austin <laughs> Powers.
6: <laughs> Your and close I, personal and friend. And I do know
1: Fry, Philip J. Fry, the uh, delivery guy who also- Although I, I
6: haven't actually
3: seen now. him in like 22, 24 years now, you know? Well,
1: you're going to be seeing him soon because Futurama, this today's episode brought to you by Futurama coming back on the air. In episodes that are sure to be as yes. good as the original
3: four
2: definitely don't need John DiMaggio as Bender. <laughs> no, uh, not an integral part of the cast. <laughs> as long as you have Billy West and Katie Segal. Yeah, rapidly
3: aging bloggers. Billy West because he used to sling cocaine in South America.
5: That's true. That's true. The red M&M. Oh, I know that. oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Maybe we'll cover that
1: one day. Coke dealing uh, voice artists. Celebrities.
5: Um, I love that you guys. Oh, well, Hamilton's. I, I was going to say, yes, I love that ahead. you guys all gave blanket statements and I are blanket uh, verdicts and I gave like a grandmother's quilt verdict.
2: Well,
1: that's OK, you're our grandmother's quilt. Your verdict was needed
2: to
3: set the stage. For uh, OK, cool, cool, cool. that's right.
5: Yeah, I walked so you could run.
3: I do want to be around for Um, the next one where we go over all the, like, did Disney put, like, naked pictures into the background of movies, of their animated movies? Yeah, like that one
1: pirate in in, has a fucking big old fucking boner. We just have to do a a Disney sex conspiracy
3: episode.
6: Yeah, Disney sex. Get into all the
3: nasty Disney sex.
4: Um...
1: Bugfuckers, those were our verdicts on the wild world of Disney conspiracy. Let us know what you think. Use the hashtag. Um, you just go with hashtag garsh. <laughs> yeah, Hashtag garsh. <laughs> There's just something about Goofy saying fucked up shit that will never not make me laugh. No, it's it's
3: gold <laughs> till the end of time. Um,
1: oh Hamilton's please, the floor is yours. Uh give us give us a little plugs here,
3: please. Um as always, listen to my podcast One and Done TV where myself and my co-host review television shows that were canceled after one season. Uh tomorrow we're releasing the Napoleon Dynamite animated series episode. And Art, I don't know if you saw me uh, tag you in the Bunker Discord, but there's an episode where Kip is playing with a, what do you call it? Fushigi Ball? With a Fushigi Ball. Fushigi Ball. And he's like... Man, I'm
1: actually very excited to listen to that, because that show was fucking awful. (laughs) And I'm wondering if it was actually awful, or if it wasn't, because Napoleon Dynamite, big fan. I think it's a fantastic movie.
3: Um... And I loved it dearly.
2: Was this a children's cartoon or an adult's cartoon? Or do uh, I? Just uh,
3: it was more adult than adult the movie cartoon. was. It was on Fox, but it wasn't. It wasn't oh. like an adult animated show. But there was uh, this article in the Deseret News about how, how it was not family friendly like the movie is. And <laughs> huh. yeah, okay. So I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. Right? So that uh, you know. Anyway, Fushigi Ball, Napoleon Dynamite, One and Done TV. Those are my plugs.
5: Oh, you can also, I nice. always welcome anybody to Venmo, my gorgeous husband, at Hamilton. Any amount of money you like.
3: <laughs> no, Well, never. it filters
5: into my money. I will so. not. <laughs>
3: Sometimes I get 69 cents sent oh, to me. That's fine. Yeah. His his his
2: Venmo is fueling your lifestyle, <laughs> yeah, my, Natalie? My,
5: uh, rich and famous okay, lifestyle. Okay, and I'm willing to send money.
2: I'm willing to send money then. Okay, <laughs> good, Charlotte.
5: <laughs> Let's dance, little bit famous. Uh, I have a plug. So, not only do I do voiceover, and you can always hire me to do that, but I am an entrepreneur, and I have a business, and it's called Cottontail Nest, and it's a business where I spruce up your space. I'm a home organizer. I'm I do home refresh. I'm a zhuzher. I zhuzh up people's homes. So
3: There's there's home design in there as well. Yeah. Interior design.
5: Oh, definitely. Um, And I am open for clients. So if anybody wants me to come into their home and Marie Kondo their stuff and release things back into the universe and uh, maybe just help you get your feng, feng shui right, you can hire me to do that. And you're welcome to look at some of the projects I've done already on my Instagram, which is at Cottontail Nest.
1: Oh. And Cottontail Nest, check it out. Come have Natalie. She's, uh has a great eye for design. And um, oh, she'll shiz, zhuzh yeah. you. She'll zhuzh up the home and make you feel right in your space. Um, so you got
2: Cottontail Nest. That's right. One and done TV. Right. At Hamilton.
1: Send Ian hundreds of dollars. That's right. Um, of course, as always, you can check out Mr. Booker's scriptures Tuesday podcast uh, at Mr. Booker Pod on G- uh, email. Oh, email. Oh, oh. At Gmail. Oh, no, no. At Gmail. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And uh, Twitter. On Instagram, Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Mr. Booker Pod. Uh, you can find access to that back catalog of fun stuff, like the episode that Ian brought up, where he talked about unexplained, or not unexplained, but bizarre.
3: On stage, yeah, it was a collection decks. of great people creepy. that have died while performing, That's and nice. then Natalie did a good uh, Mister Doctor Bronner's fucked up life.
1: Oh That's yeah, right, that fucked up life on oh, soap. Yeah, actually, so I life.
5: also want to plug. Uh, yeah, definitely become a patron of the podcast because it's super fun to
3: connect with other bunk funkers or boinkers, as I think Andy calls you now. Boinkers, I don't yeah. Remember. I'll call you whatever I feel like. Um, Emperor. but also
5: Jurassic. please buy some Mr. Bunker swag. I always t- say this on the podcast, but whenever I wear my Mr. Bunker Welcome to the Bunker sweatshirt, the weirdest most random people come up to me and ask me about it and I have to tell them
3: about the <laughs> podcast. I will say they're not always <laughs> weird people. They are they are also attractive, S- sexy people. Oh yeah, yeah. Grocery store clerks and the like.
1: So you want a certified weirdos talking so, to you in public. Wear Mr. Bunker merch now. <laughs> certified 100% rotten If tomatoes. you want... Certified If you want to take the
5: burden off my shoulders of having weird people talk to me about this right. stuff, you can also carry the load. And
1: You can carry some loads and um, dump some loads around wearing Mr. Bunker merch. Thank you. Oh, talk Hamilton approved. Talk to yeah. those weirdos. <laughs> Bye. Buy a Mr. Bugger's conspiracy Time sweatshirt so you
2: can have the chance to dump loads of weirdos <laughs> that show up and talk to you. That's Maybe right. you'll make a love connection.
1: Oh my God. Um everyone, that is our episode today. Thank you again to
6: Darcy Thank you Darcy. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Darcy. Thank you, Darcy. Oh, Darcy.
1: Cheerio. Thank Darcy. you, Darcy.
6: It's me. The, the Darcy. king It's me,
1: King Charles, the third. Um, Oh, Hamiltons, Andy, any last parting words before we lock up the bunker vault and we fucking throw away the key and we ship you off on the bunker monorail to back to your hotel? I had so much fun.
5: I always have so much fun coming on here with you guys. Thank you so much for uh, reading my words and doing them justice. Ian,
2: Natalie, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. It's always great to have you on the show.
3: Um, I assume this episode will also be voted number one (laughs) this year.
5: If I have uh, anything to say about year? it, yes. it
3: better be if all of the bribes I'm sending out arrive <laughs> yeah. in the mail. <laughs>
6: ah, Did you get my oh, cheese
5: and sausage basket?
6: <laughs> I don't know. Did you get mine? <laughs> oh, Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, we'll see
1: either way. The O'Hamilton's your Aww. number one in our hearts. Yeah. And you're number one you. in our hearts and
5: number two in our toilets.
1: Hey, everyone, go take an upper decker. Well, for not the titular Mister Bunker, but for my ascetic, ascetic. Yeah, that's me, co-host Andy Hart. Ascetic, ascetic, co-host Andy Hart. Amart Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. Gosh,
2: that's (laughs) yummy.